Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the lost. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of his age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Father, for the miracle. Thank you for the miracle. So this is a miracle show. Um, And you're going to hear little dings and dings and dings coming in because those are people that uh, help me all over the place. Um, To let me know if there's sound coming over the um, radio or not, because I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you out there. Uh, Vera, Justin, God bless you. Um, uh, all of you for uh, taking the time to letting, you know, give me a sound check. Because uh, I really don't know what's going on. Uh, as far as uh, projection of sound, um, live stream, and things like that. Oh, oh, I also want to go ahead and open up. Hold on, just just hang in there for me. Thank you so much for being patient. All right. We have a very interesting program tonight, I believe. But I wanted to share with you um, the miracle. And I'm going to keep it. It's going to be the short version because if we give you the long version, it's a three-hour show. (laughs) Just the miracle part. And, Father, we're going to pray here in a second. um, But I just wanted to go ahead and set the stage. So the stage is as follows. I can only assume that I'm under, I know that I'm under a constant demonic attack. I get it. I also know other people. Um, One of my good friends uh, who comes on the program all the time, we talk an awful lot, um, you know, as friends um, outside of the radio show. But she also comes on the program. She's writing a book right now about her life. um, That's Elena. And I really want her to take the foreword of her book and go through the foreword of her book and share with you um, a high-level synopsis, if you will, of some of the things that she's going to be covering in great depth inside of her book if we're here that long. And she even recognizes 
that there's a good le- there's a good possibility that we might be raptured before she can get the book done. But anyway, she's still going to take you know uh, a good old swing at it and see the best she could do. But I talked to her to uh, share notes, and um, we've both come to the conclusion that um, when you are doing a good work for the Lord or something that Satan really hates, that you become a humongous target. Now, I could sit here and go through my whole testimony. And you know what? One of these Saturdays, if I'm you know, still around and healthy and able to do it, I may just go ahead and come into the office early on a Saturday, like you know, 6.30 a.m., 7 a.m. or whatever, and do a three-hour testimony and try to shore up my testimony a little bit to go back all the way to when I was nine, actually back to when I was six, and touch upon all the different miracles that have happened throughout my life, which would easily fill up a book. I've I've been asked many times by Zen Garcia, please write a book. The reason why I don't want to write a book personally, me, um, not only is it because I don't have enough time, but it's also because, um, you know, uh, work, I've, you know, and the other thing that happens is when you write a book, you put down on text what you believe at that moment of time. So it's a snapshot in time. But then the Lord teaches you something new, And then when you talk about the new thing that the Lord teaches you, people will point back to chapter 3 and say, but wait a minute, man. You said in chapter 3 that this is what you believe. This is the way that you think it should be, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So you're sort of locked in to the text that you put in the book. That's a little bit of a, um, uh, you know, it's just a dynamic that occurs. You become a little bit locked in because you've got to defend the text that you put in the book because people don't. They don't like it when you change your mind. They don't like it when God gave you an update. They don't like, you know, oh, well, I'm on my fifth revision of the book, and that's in the third revision. You must have revision number three. People don't like that. And so you get a lot of uh, negativity, you know, when you put things on paper, and then there are updates that have occurred in your life that God has awakened you to. And then, of course, you change your mind. So um, anyway, um So my mini miracle before we pray uh, fully here is that, once again, my computer blew up. It was the weirdest thing I have ever seen in my life. I got another – I'm not going to mention names, but – well, I will mention him as his nickname, which is West Coast Walter. He is a professional computer engineer. Um, I've been doing computer engineering for 40 years. Now, my specialty since 1996 has been cyber. Um, but uh, that doesn't get you away from the computer engineering part of the world. You know, you still, that's very, very, very much a part of your life. So I could argue if I include my cyber that I got 40 years of computer engineering experience as well. Not, and if I go back into my Navy days and I can, even, I can even add another five years to that. Now, what does that all mean in the grand scheme of things? Well, it means that combined between the two of us, we had arguably 40, 50, 55, almost 60 years, definitely 55 years of combined experience working on the problem that I suddenly started to have with my computer. I have never seen anything like it. I took a uh, short, you know, 15, 20-second video of the screen, as it was occurring, I sent it to West Coast Walter. He's out in Portland in that area. And he said, I have never seen anything like that. And I said, yes, I know. Same here. I have never seen anything like it either. And we worked together pretty much uh, 
all of uh, – fortunately, I had a really slow day on Friday, so I was able to get a lot of – and we worked together on the problem almost all day on, on Friday. And then also um, a large part of Saturday I worked on it. And then um, all I can tell you is this. I'm just going to wrap it up on this one statement. This computer has fixed itself. I laid my hands on it. I prayed over it. I spoke in tongues for a very long time. This computer has fixed itself. Now, is it 100%? Um, and I see Brad here is making a comment. Praise God. Love to hear the po- love hearing the possibilities of the, about the Saturday a.m. testimony. <laughs> uh, it looks like I got myself a little bit on the hook there, but um, and it isn't going to happen this Saturday. That's for sure, because I have to uh, I have some work obligations and some traveling I got to do next week, which not looking forward to. But nevertheless, I got to do what I got to do to keep my job. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for my job. Hallelujah. I'm not complaining. All right. So anyway, um, Long story short is I had uh, once everything, once I did everything that a, an engineer, you know, two engineers putting our heads together trying to fix this problem, we'd never seen it. After we had done absolutely everything that we could think of to do, which was a lot, I'm talking about at least 12 to 13, maybe 15 hours of continuous work um, intermittently. You know, we would stop, take a break, do things that we had to do with our family, whatever. But, it, you know, you got to walk away from it because when you get real, real frustrated, you, you're going to want to break out your serialized Louisville slugger and just bash the computer into pieces. And, of course, it has to happen. Did You, you know, this was another thing that uh, West Coast had brought up when we were working on it. He said, you do realize this is Friday, the day of the prayer vigil, right? And I said, does, does, does this computer problem seem demonic to you? And he, he, he paused for a second and he said, you know, it, it actually kind of does. I've never seen anything like this. So anyway, we both come to the unanimous conclusion that the computer problem was demonic. Um, I laid my hands on it. Uh, you know, I prayed in tongues for quite some time, continued to chisel away at it, you know, at, at, at the problem, having no idea what to try next. Tried just about everything that anybody could think of to try. Um, got it to the point where it was basically limping along, but it still had some major problems with it, the kind of problems that you can't live with. You can get by. But you can't it, – it, it's not going to – you're not going to be able to – no, it's not okay. If you're going to go out and spend that kind of jack on a computer and use it for the radio show, you're not going to be like limping along and, oh, I can't drag a shortcut to the desktop because the desktop folder is missing and all, 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 all this crazy stuff. And it was driving me completely up a wall. So anyway, then while we're working on that, I joke you not. Talk about an attack. Okay, a satanic attack against me. Because when they come, they come in flurries, and they come hard and fast. I don't get these little bitty attacks, okay, like some people do. And that's okay. I get big Mac Daddy monster attacks, and they come in hard, and they come in fast. And when they're happening, you're sitting there, you're, you're, you're dazed and confused. You're, you're looking at the things that are happening around you, and you are going, this cannot be happening. There's no way this can be happening. That's why I had to take the videos. I had to not only take a video of the screen of my main computer, which, by the way, I spent well over $2,000 on. I got that. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, regular listeners probably do, but I had a major, major lighting strike. It was the worst one I've had in 37 years of living in Tampa. Tampa is like some would argue many meteorologists. Hold on a second. got to get a drink here. I had to take some um, – extra blood pressure medications, and my mouth is so dry right now, I could cough up the Sahara Desert. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Love water. 
Anyway, um, the Euphrates is drying up. <laughs> Maybe we can get some of that water channeled over to my house here. But anyway, um, yeah, so it uh, it, it never it, – it, you know, so then I took the picture. I took the little mini video about 15 seconds, 20 seconds of what was going on on the screen of my computer, which every indication was – I'm not going to get into all the different possibilities. Forget about that noise. But anyway, so um, – and then while we're working together over the phone, trying all this different stuff to try to get the computer to come back up because it was, it was mammoth. It was unbelievable. We ended up having to go back to what's called a restore point, which is a high-risk method of trying to recover a computer that's totally lost. It's like the last thing that you do before you go call up Hewlett-Packard, which I have an extended warranty on it and all that kind of stuff, and then get them to initiate a rebuild of the computer back to factory reset, which of course means that you have to reinstall 500 programs that you spent the last you know two years installing on the computer that you use all the time, especially those that I use with the radio show. So I, I'm like going to myself, man, this is, this is just absolutely the worst case scenario. This is horrible. I'm going to be rebuilding this computer forever. And I did not want to go back to factory reset, so um, you know we were really punching it out. We were trying everything that we could think of to, to get by. Well, while this is going on, <laughs> okay, as if that wasn't enough, and the stress, fantabulous stress. I'm I'm in tears. I mean, I'm literally in tears, crying, because I'm thinking to myself, I, I really, really wanted to do the prayer vigil bad i wanted to i was looking forward to it it was like a, it was like a, an emotional spiritual soul burst of you know just a, a, an emotional release i had this long yuck, yucky week at work and everything and i was so hungry and thirsty and panting like the deer to do the the the, uh, the prayer vigil radio show that's what i wanted to do i look forward to it a lot of times all week especially if i'm having a crummy week i really look forward to it and then to wake up on friday and come in here and see my computer completely flipping out and and I, I like i said i took video of it and sent it over to west coast and, we, and all that while all this is going on my ipad flakes out i mean totally flakes out and i'm thinking to myself what am i going to have to do i need to go in and get my holy oil do i need to like really you know because my mom when she was when she'd clean a house boy she'd walk around with like a dish towel and she'd snap it at the demons you know she couldn't see them but she would be like get the get out in the name of jesus christ i rebuke you and she'd go through every single room of the house start at the tippity top of the house and work her way down uh, go into all the bedrooms anoint the the uh, doors and the windows with oil and then you know i don't know what if she did anything outside i do i go around the perimeter of my house i anoint the uh the privacy fence the whole deal the sidewalk i'll anoint i, I know my my neighbors think i'm a complete crazy person. They probably are sitting there with uh, speed dial 911 wondering when they got to hit the button. But I, I do. I go all around and, you know, if there's a hurricane coming, I'll go to every one of the trees and I will anoint them with oil and I will, you know, command. I will I, I declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, angels to hold on to every limb, every branch in the name of Jesus. This tree is consecrated to the ownership of Jesus Christ. On to the next tree. On to the next tree. So I, that, you know, so I was thinking I'm going to have to chase the demons out of this because I'm now I'm looking over at my iPad, which is what I use for the sound effects, the children, all that kind of stuff, uh, the the little stinger sound, you know, da 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 da, da and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have that. I had to buy an eye device. I'm not an eye person. <laughs> okay, I'm not an iPad anything. I don't like. I'm not. I'm not, look. If you like your Apple device. 
good for you. I have friends that I work with at work that love their Apple devices. Good for them. Praise God. Um, um, you know, and I've even had one guy tell me, look, you know, if you're having blue screens, you need to just give it up and go to an Apple. He goes, I was born and raised a PC guy. I never imagined in a gazillion years that I would ever use an Apple device, but now I am a Mac guy all the way. And I'm listening to this guy and I'm thinking to myself, you can be kidding me because I've never heard of anybody converting over to Mac from the PC world. You know, I've heard that it happens. It's rare, but it's really, really rare. But anyway, I'm not going to get into it. But now my iPad, I mentioned it on a show a couple of gazillion shows ago how many and and it was like the, the battery was exploding outward and the, this the it was falling apart literally falling apart but it was working okay so i thought to myself look it's such a pain oh my gosh you want to waste away a day you want to completely take an entire saturday and just blow it away pressing buttons on an ipad which by the way to me is like the most unfun thing to do you can ever imagine um but i'd have to re for some reason i pressed my sound cue that's the name of the app sound cue and i've got it all wired up so that it goes into my mixer and i've got the little let me see here yeah here it is there's the little power cable um, and um, it, the thing is fritzed out totally. It's got black bands, and it, it's, it's freaking out. And I'm like, oh, this can't be happening. I've got both of these things happening at the same time. So now I took my phone, and I videoed about 15 seconds of it doing its flipped-out thing because West Coast Walter's going, hey, I'll just run upstairs. You know, I'm at work right now. I'll just run upstairs and find a spare iPad for you, and I'll send it over to you. The problem is that even the reconditioned ones that he gets at his very, very big company that he works for because they get rid of them, you know, and they have a process, and you sign them out, and you pay them a little bit of money, and they, 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 they let the employees take them. Well, he, he's, he's like, you know, hey, uh, the problem that I got here is that with the iDevices, Hold on just a second. I got to get this little airflow going on here. Uh, the, the office is all chewed up. It's all in a. It's just a terrible mess. The Golden JIB Studios looks like Godzilla or Leviathan came in here and just whipped up. But anyway, so um, so now everything's broken. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that was working was a mixer. But if you can't pump anything into the mixer, you know, blah, 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 and this that and the other thing, it, you know, it all works together is in in a concert with one another, right? So the, so I took a video of the iPad as it's written out, and in the meantime, West Coast is telling me, you know, I can go up and look and see our inventory on the iDevices, but the problem is that Apple has locked down their devices so tight that even the administrators can't get into them. So supposedly when they issue a device, they get your name and they tie the serial number to your first and your last name, and I think they even do it through corporations now somehow so that whatever is yours is yours. So Apple's trying to, like, you know, blow the mind of the entire world with their privacy stuff, and, you know, and, and that's their thing. And so he's like, even if I did find one that I could send you, we couldn't jailbreak it. We couldn't jailbreak it. It would be useless for you. And you can call up Apple until you're blue in the face, but if you don't know the magic words and you can't give them the serial number and the, and the name that it was, you know, uh, put into their database and all that kind of stuff to prove that you have the ownership of that particular device, they're like, go bark up a tree. You can't get it. So they have this mountain of iDevices that they can't do anything with. They can't turn them over to anybody because nobody can jailbreak them. So I'm like going, oh, man. So anyway, um, it was just one bad batch of news after another. And please be patient with me while I'm sucking down water. Mm. Oh, I love water. 
And boy, there, I, I use the zero, the the what is it called? Zero water, zero water uh, filter. It's a um, I got the one that has a pitcher, and then it has a little pushy thing in, on the bottom of it. And you can set the pitcher on the corner of a table and just push it, and w- water will come out of the little valve at the bottom. That's the one I got. I don't know what what they call it or how much uh, volume is in it, but one thing that I will say is I must drink an awful lot of water because man, I go through those filters like crazy. And you can tell when the, when the filter's no good anymore because the water kind of gets a almost like a little hint of lemony flavor to it or something. It's weird. So then you're going like, oh, man, not again. I got to change a filter again. So, um, yeah, I, I go through those filters like crazy. So it is not an inexpensive investment. But I wanted to let you know that I have ordered. I was not able to find a 7-inch uh, uh, iDevice iPad on eBay. Couldn't find one. Now, if I had to look a little bit harder, maybe spend an hour or two probing and digging real deep, I might have been able to find one. But the problem is I can't – I'm not going to do this bidding thing on eBay. I'm not going to sit there and bid, 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 blah, blah, blah. I used to do that years ago because I collected Hershey stuff. But I will not do that anymore. If it doesn't say buy now, forget it. I want nothing to do with it. So I'm looking through all of them. The only ones that they had were the 10-point, I don't know, 2-inch ones. And I found one, and it was, you know, compared to the new price, it was phenomenally inexpensive. Um, but still, for a used device that was manufactured in 2019, it was very pricey, very pricey. On top of that, I have to get into the device, set it all up, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to load up SoundCube. Then I got to hook it up to iTunes. I got to dump over an, you know, an innumerable bunch of files and sound effects and things like that. And then I've got to load them up into their appropriate location on the SoundCube board. Now, that may sound relatively trivial, but when you're dealing with 200 sound effects, it is not trivial. It takes all day long. It's just not fun. So it's one of those things that you just, you know, you put on some kind of a movie or something, and you just sit there and you dork with it all, you know, all day long. Praise God. But anyway, it it blew up. So now I got a, I had a blew up computer. I had a blew up iPad. I had to buy another iPad. I, I and I, it was a miracle. We finally got the computer to come up, but it had some serious problems. The 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 desktop folder had disappeared. So we restored back to what's called a restore point. Should have been perfectly fine. Come up just like it was. It went back. We went back. Opened up the, the restore point. Brought the computer back up, and it was like, wow, it looks like everything's fixed. And then I realized there was no desktop folder in my profile. And we spent the better part of several hours trying to troubleshoot that, and nothing worked. Nothing worked. So as an act of frustration, it was time for me to put it all away. Now I, I'm cutting out like. Eight hours of frustration. I'm not going to tell you all the, all the details because you'll fall asleep and go into a coma, and you might not pull out of it, and that would, that would kind of suck the loot, right? So anyway, um, long story short, I hit my dead end. I could not deal with it any longer, and I, you know, of course, Microsoft 11 forces you to put one, uh, what is it called, one drive on there, yeah, and um, so. I knew that there was a desktop folder in OneDrive, but I also knew that it was useless because it didn't have the stuff in there that I needed it to have. So I just went ahead and I went everywhere that there was a desktop folder, whether it was OneDrive or local computer, whatever. I deleted all the – I delete, 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 delete. I deleted all, any folder that said desktop. Then I went in, I went to bed, and that was that. I came back in to take a look at it because I, my, I was going to start working on some 
additional attempts to fix the computer because otherwise I was going to have to shut down the show. As simple as that. I was going to have to shut down the show just like I did when I had that mag, unbelievably huge lightning bolt hit right outside the door of, right outside the window of the Golden GIB Studios. It was so bright. The flash, it was like, I can't even, I can't describe it. It was, a, it was unbelievable. It was like, it was unbelievable. It, and the, the sound of the clap of thunder, you could feel it. The whole house shook like it was unbelievable. And l- lightning sparks were shooting out of my um, wall jacks beside the Golden GIB mixers and everything else. And so I, I got sparks shooting out of the wall and hitting my body while this lightning bolt, you know, it was like, boom, and it sparks are flying through the wall. And I ended up having to call these um, Johnny on the Spot electrician guys. I love them, and I hope that I have – I'm sure I must have put their information on my cell phone. But, but anyway, these guys, it was a miracle. They, they actually showed up the next day. And the guy comes in, and he looks at the office. office is totally dark. This whole quarter of the house was down. And Spectrum couldn't bring up my cable for the radio show for almost a week and a half. And the reason was because it was a bunch of bees. A beehive had formed around uh, the distribution panel. And evidently there's a law, and they can't just walk, walk up to it with a can of raid and go or whatever. So anyway, so that drug on forever was a nightmare. Anyway, long story short, I got a new iDevice on the way. I'm going to have to configure that to get the sound back. I have no sound now. It's just me. So if we're going to have sound effects like kids cheering, it's going to be like, yay! Like kids, you ready for a couple of jokes tonight? Yay! Okay, kids, what do you call a depressed strawberry? A blueberry. Yay! Kids, what is a snake's favorite subject? History. Yay! You get what I'm saying? All right. So anyway, so that's that's kind of where we are. We don't have the luxury of a soundboard where I can just pop, pop a button. The name of the app on iDevices. It's not available on Android devices. Only iDevices. Water time is. It's called SoundQ. So um, I've already bought it, but you know what? I, bet, I, I believe with all of my heart that I probably failed to write down the license key for it which means I'm going to have to buy it again. But thankfully, it's not that expensive. So praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. And again, I appreciate you, Brad, for uh, being interested in the Saturday a.m. thing. And, um, you know, that's very kind of you. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not making any promises. We'll see what happens. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, this ought to be a pretty interesting show, even though we don't have the sound effects that I would really like to have um, and all the other accoutrements that make up the program uh, and make the program what the program is, you know, with the kids cheering and things like that and different sound effects, da 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 and whoosh, you know, between the different, you know, and the stingers. And I like that stuff. I think it makes it, but anyway, it is what it is. I'm going to have to live with it. The ETA on the iDevice that's coming here is several days. So not only do I have several days that I have to wait for it to arrive, but then I've got to configure the doggone thing. On top of the fact that I have to leave Monday on a flight out to blankety blank, I'm not going to say because, you know, I have to keep things on a download and uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so anyway, this is a miracle show because this show is not going to happen. In fact, I really did not know, honestly, 
went. I thought my feelings were when I saw how much brokenness was inside of the computer, even after the restore point, was I'm going to be down for a while, for a long, long time. Um, that's what I felt in my heart. I prayed against it. I spoke in tongues, laid my hands on the computer. Not shortly thereafter, the eye device went on the fritz. I filmed that just to show West Coast because I knew he wouldn't <laughs> have a hard time believing. But anyway, he said, oh, no, 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 that's never going to come back to life. He goes, that's dead. That's beyond dead. That's like the throes of a, you know, whatever. So anyway, um, dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to do the program at all because it's very delicate. One tiny little thing goes wrong with the computer, and especially if it explodes outward and causes other problems on the computer, it's, uh, it's a bad. It's really bad. And Father, we just praise you for my job. Uh, we praise you for my the gift that you have given me through my job, my skill sets, and my specialization through those skill sets over the many, 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 many decades. 37, 40, 45 years. Wow. Thank you, Father. And the help that other people have given me, Father, I just praise you for that. Thank you, West Coast, for your help. The encouragement that I have gotten from other people, you know, people that pray with me, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father. I just praise you for that. I, I thank every single listener of this program for lifting me up to the Lord in prayer. And I pray for a tenfold blessing for each of you. I am constantly on my knees praying that our Heavenly Father will count us all worthy to escape these things that are about to come upon us soon and stand before you, Jesus, at the wedding supper. That's what we want more than anything. Whenever two or three, whenever, whenever, uh, oh, let's see what, what it says here. Let's see if I can actually find it without, oh, yeah, Matthew eighteen nineteen. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Matthew 18, verse 19. And Father, there's more than two. And we're coming before you and we're saying, please, Father, in accordance with Luke 21, 36, please count us worthy. If there is anything in our lives that doesn't belong there, it is and utterly harmonious with your will. Help us, Father, to overcome it in whatever way it is required. We praise you, Father. I praise you, Father. And we're all looking so much forward, so much forward to seeing you, to meeting you, to being in your presence, to climbing that holy hill. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And now I would play the little ditty that I always play, which is from Cease Taylor, Nikki. That's his nickname, Nikki. Um, and uh, I can't. <laughs> okay, so just pretend like we have really cool music playing right now. All right. Uh, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So um, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. There isn't a lot that we can do about that dynamic, so we'll just keep on trudging through the attacks and doing the best that we can to chisel away and keep the show running while I'm waiting for the soundboard and all the other 
fun stuff that we need to do. Now, if that thing arrives and it doesn't have a uh, 3.5 millimeter sound output port on it, I'm going to flip because I need that to feed it into the uh, mixer. So let's, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the 10.2 iPad in Jesus' name has a three. Um, a three millimeter, a three, what is it? 3.5 millimeter stereo sound output jack on it in Jesus name. Thank you, Father. All right. Now then, um, at that point, let's go ahead and go into the news. Oh, I miss my sound effects so much. But anyway, we praise you, Father. We thank you, Father, for this show. We thank you, Father, for, for allowing us to plow through these end-time headlines, keep, keeping everybody on the edge of their seat, and also um, talking about some of the things that we're going to be talking about a little bit later after we, get, um, after we plow through the news. Anyway, this is um, – I'm going to go ahead and play this so I can take this off my list because it keeps on coming back and coming back and coming back. But this is German uh, Member of Parliament, Chris, Christian Anderson. And she's making a commentary regarding the World Economic Forum. You may have heard this. It's quite popular out there. But if you haven't heard it, I think it's good to hear. So let's go ahead and grab this real quick and take a listen. Hopefully it comes through. COVID madness, this so-called pandemic, it was just a test balloon, a gigantic test balloon. Well, for what, you ask? Well, to see how far they could go to see what exactly they would have to do to get free individuals in a free and democratic society to consent to being forced into compliance. That's what they were trying to establish. That's what they were trying to figure out. And they have, they have figured it out. Trust me, they are much smarter now. The goal ultimately is to transform our free and democratic societies um, yeah, into totalitarian societies. Their goal is to strip each and every one of us of our fundamental rights of freedom, democracy, the rule of law. They want to get rid of all of this. This whole COVID thing had never anything to do with public health. It never had anything to do with breaking waste. It always had to do with breaking people in order to make us a part of a mindless, malleable mass, which they can totally control, and we will be completely dependent upon this globalitarian elite. So I'm really imploring the people and all the peoples around the world for God's sake, stop giving your democratically elected governments the benefit of the doubt. They are not deserving of that. They are not. Stop rationalizing whatever your government is doing. Try, stop rationalizing and come up with some good intentions. They have no good intentions. Never. As I said before, in the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite concerned about the well-being of regular people. And it isn't any different now. Why should it stop giving them the benefit of the doubt? Because I can tell you, you cannot comply your way out of a tyranny 
It is impossible. Trying to do so, you will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? Your turn will come, and then you will be the one swallowed up. I also have to ask the people, end your silence. Speak up. For God's sake, stop complying. Start rebelling. They're out to get you if you do not resist. <clears throat> now, now, of course, we, uh, Philippians 3.20, are, our citizenship is in heaven. I praise God for that. And, and it also says in the book of James, he who is, at, uh, is uh, friends with the earth is at enmity with God. Okay, so, you know, we we have to, in our sanctification, in our, in our walk of sanctification, our goal is to become so spiritual in our desire and hunger to reside in the secret place of the Most High, to be on our knees before the Lord, to be praying, speaking in tongues. I, you know, I personally have a little, uh, little reminders. I need them. I really do, because my day becomes so hectic that without them, I, I just need them. I bought a little stone. It says the word gratitude on it. And, I, I'm, you know, I love it. And it sits in front of me. And once I close down one meeting, I grab the stone and I hold it in my hand and I say, Father, I praise you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So I'm constantly, constantly praising him. I was constantly praising him all weekend long, even in the midst of uh, trying to get this system back up. Um, You will not believe what the cause was. The cause was a USB stick that had gone totally on the fritz. And it was like freaking out the entire computer. The entire computer was like, boink, boink, beep, 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 beep. Things were like flipping out. And it was like the last thing in the world that a, that a computer engineer with the skills that we have, we would never think that that would happen. It has nothing like that has ever happened to me in all the years that I've worked on, you know, uh, computers. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we did finally find it, but unfortunately, the repair that was the amount of repairs that needed to be performed after going back to the restore point, after figuring out was, what was causing a problem, et cetera, et cetera, uh, it was just astonishing, just beyond astonishing. All right. Now, anyway, listen to this. This is uh, troubling, and we're seeing, I just want to. Uh, highlight the fact, if you don't know this already, that um, the amount of people, okay, the amount of videos, the amount of YouTubers, the amount of, uh, tel- uh, what is it called, what is it called, Instagrams, the amount of um, TikTokers, especially TikTokers, that are out there capturing audio bites of people saying that they're going to assassinate Donald Trump is astonishing. You know, once upon a time, many, many years ago, I recalled that if you would were to speak forth or write forth any type of a threat to an existing president or a past president, in fact, I think it even applied to members of Congress, etc., if you ever said anything threatening to or about them, that the FBI would swoop in and you would get a visit. Um, I don't know what happened from there. I'm sure some people have have been historically arrested or or some you know or maybe put on a watch list. I don't really know, but I can tell you that once upon a time, um, 
once upon a time, that used to be the case. It is not the case any longer. As long as these entities are directing their vitriol toward Donald Trump, they can say it on MSNBC. They can say it on Fox. They can say it on CNN. They can broadcast it around the world. And no, there's no repercussions, nothing. They can outright just say we need to assassinate Donald Trump. That Alex Soros thing that I talked about on the last show, remember that? With the, with the bullet through the glass and the 47 silver certificate dollars that link back to JFK? Come on, man. Please. That was an outright threat to shoot Donald Trump. So, again, it's, it's out of control. But anyway, here's another person. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, maybe he's not a person. Maybe he is a reptilian probably the latter um there's so many folks that that movie they live from the 80s look even alex jones i forget who we had on his show at the time but they they played a, a, a lengthy snippet from the movie they live and he said alex jones had said this is prophetic um, and I totally agree. It is prophetic. It's fantastically prophetic. I don't think we realize the sheer number of these entities that exist around us. It is absolutely mind-numbing. So when um, Jesus warned us that we were going to grow up with the tares and that the tares were going to look like us, but they would be of Satan, Get it? Because they have the ability through using the power from the throne room of God, which in, is the most common form of that is the adrenal chrome. They use that in, to give them power to manipulate mass in this matrix. So where we are right now, and by the way, I'm going to, a lot of this stuff weaves in to the title of this show tonight. Okay, uh, creation, the angel wars, universes, dimensions, who are we, uh, and more. Um, so it's very important, you know, to when I bring up things like we live in a hologram, and this is quoted by Albert Einstein. Okay, um, we live in live. I'm sorry, my mouth is drying out again. We live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one. Okay, that's a direct quote from Albert Einstein. He's right, because he, he was able – I don't know if he was like the father of, this, of the discovery of quantum mechanics or whatever, particle physics. But particle – the study of particle physics is the study of the hologram. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's what it is. I'm simplifying it on purpose. But when you start when, – when they fired up CERN, and by the way, the reptilian queen – invested over $20 billion on the CERN accelerator that exists right now. And they're already talking about building a bigger one, but I don't think the Earth is going to be around long enough for them to build another one. I really don't. I think we're going to leave longer for that. Now, they may see it a different way because they're looking at timelines that have not had God's judgments injected into them. Okay, so these entities of the darkness, these fallen angelic beings, these fallen seraphim that have the ability to manipulate mass inside of our hologram, that's how they shapeshift. That's how they change mass. I don't know how much you know about, and I'm not suggesting you go out. I did, hey, I did all the hard work for you, okay? You can write me at jbaptist777 at gmail.com anytime you want to, and I will respond. I might not respond right away, but I'll respond for sure. If you write me a, a you know, three-page thing, it's going to take me a long time to get through that, 
And so it, the response will be longer. It'll take me longer to get back to you. But anyway, um, in the book, He Came to Set the Campus Free by Rebecca M. Brown, M.D., Elaine, who was the mother goddess uh, where she was betrothed to Satan in the womb, uh, there's a, a, a very large part of that, that where it talks about her history with the Brotherhood of Satan. The Brotherhood of Satan, by the way, in the hierarchy of the satanic groups on the world uh, is like third down. So you got Satan. And his uh, members of the board, which are essentially draconians and, you know, the Dracos, and uh, they got their little greys that do their, the bidding for the Dracos. And then, um, uh, you know, and then you go down a notch and you start getting into the Committee of 300, the Rhodes Roundtable, all these other creepy, uh, you know, blue blood families and stuff. Very creepy stuff, very creepy stuff, very creepy, creepy, creepy. They do a lot of evil in these uh, <clears throat> underground facilities and everything. But the point is that the really, really evil trillionaires, they hide in the background. So you never you hardly ever, ever discover them. Okay, the the ones that are in front, like the Alex Soros's and stuff like that, those are I mean, for lack of a better term, they're peons. They're pawns in the game. Okay, so they're the front men, you know, the the mandates, the dictates that come down out of the boardroom of Satan. Now Satan (coughs) Satan will appear inside the Brotherhood of Satan meetings, okay? And he appears as a good-looking man with black hair, just like Lucifer in the Fox TV show, okay? Now, according to Elaine, when you do things with him, he shifts, he shapeshifts into his normal appearance, which is horrific, according to her. But anyway, the point is, in in the book, Elaine spends a noteworthy amount of time describing some of the things that they did at these various meetings that they would go to. And they would have competitions, and they would shapeshift into animals and bunny rabbits and and owls and fly around, and they, they can manipulate mass. They can manipulate mass. And that power comes from the sacrificial ceremonies and the... It's it's the blood. It's um, so in Genesis two seven you have our heavenly Father breathing the living soul. Now, if you're a Hebrew expert, you can study and you'll see that it says capital S living soul. Okay, what that is is that's the spirit of God breathing, getting breathed into the nostrils of Adam. Okay, so at when we are conceived, okay, <clears throat> at the point of conception. At that split second, by the way, this has been filmed with uh, scientific filming devices. They have, you know, they inserted it. They waited for the actual point of conception. And at the point of conception, at that miraculous split nanosecond of moment, the, there was an explosion of light that they were able to uh, film, okay, at that moment of conception. So that is the spirit of God, the living soul of our Heavenly Father is being injected into that new being at the moment of conception. And it's very powerful. And these entities of the darkness, the tares, cannot get a hold of it. The only way they can get it is by stealing it. Okay, and by doing the horrible things that we know that they're already doing with the children, the horrible things that they're doing amidst one another, whatever, the sale of the adrenochrome, all that kind of stuff. And also by stealing uh, the answers to our prayers. I've gone over that many times in the booklet. Uh, he, um, I'm sorry, uh, how Satan uh, you know, stops our prayers, combat in the heavenly realm. I like the term spiritual realm better. But anyway, because 
Anyway, I'm not going to get at it. But anyway, the point is, in there, it makes it very clear that when the demons and the workers for Satan that are astral projecting into the spiritual realm, when they wrestle with the angel, by the way, the angels hate going through there. They hate it. And that's why I always part the spiritual realm as the Red Sea for safe passage for heaven's angels, heaven's resources, and heaven's power to move freely and unhindered down upon the land. Ezekiel 2230, I stood in the gap, uh, you know, I looked for someone to stand in the gap uh, be- before me, you know, uh, on behalf of the land, but I found no one, okay? So anyway, I parted because I don't want the angels to have to deal with that. But they wrestle with the answer to your prayer, because the answer to your prayer you have to think of is like a glowing orb of power from the heavenly office of God, okay? And they know, these demons know that if they can wrestle the answer of, uh, of your prayer, your prayer answer, if they can wrestle it away, they hold down the demon, they, uh, they hold down your angel, they, and they, they do a, a body lock on them, and then they rip out of like a football it's like a football game and they rip the answer of your prayer or the prayer of any one of millions of saints they steal them and they use that power in the answer for your prayer to do bad things false prophecies false visions to trick you into thinking that you're hearing from god but you're not familiar spirits, the manifestation of someone who looks exactly like Jesus, and you're going, Lord, Lord, I love you. Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the angel Gabriel in my bedroom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, Paul even said about Satan, you know, even Satan himself, you know, uh, changes himself into an angel of light. So the movie He Lives is extremely prophetic, and it was talking about the tares, and it says that they're of Satan. Now, the word of basically means that he has begat them, essentially. Okay, now, or, or he's working, or these entities are working directly for Satan. Okay, um, so, uh, and the scripture also t- says the same thing about Cain. You know, he was of Satan, of the evil one. All right, so, um, which the implication there is pretty deep, you know, that he was actually demon spawn. Um, but I'm not going to get into all that. That's outside of the realm of the topic matter for tonight. I do want to go through these uh, headlines and um, and get this stuff out to you, and then we'll talk about – now, I, I do want to say this. Now, normally I would hit my soundboard. My hand is actually – reflexing you know i'm having like a uh, duran duran moment you know the reflex my left hand is like going right for the soundboard but yet there is nothing but a blank stand the eye device has been thrown into the trash hmm. looks so empty there it's a sad sad thing and I got word from uh, West Coast Walter that the seventh generation iPad devices do have the 3.5 millimeter stereo output jack. Hallelujah! Because if I spent all that money and that thing came without that jack, because the new Echoes, the new Amazon Echo 5s, Echo Show 5s, they removed that audio output jack. And I am angry. Okay, so what? fortunately I have an older generation one sitting down on the counter in the kitchen, which I use for cookie recipes and stuff. So if I can, I'm making a bunch of recipes, I'll say, I don't even remember what its activation is, but I hardly ever use it. But I used to tell it, you know, I want a recipe for blankety, blankety, blank, and it would pop it up on the screen. It was kind of handy. But you know what? I don't use it that much, and it does have a 3.5 jack, so I think I'm going to swap that one out with the one on my desk because I want to feed the 3.5 jack into my computer because what's really cool is, is when you have the Amazon, you can say, play this song 
and it just plays it. You know, play praise music. Just plays praise music. So you can use your voice to tell it what music you want to play or hear or whatever. And then it, and you feed it into your computer as an input, and it's just fabulous. So when they removed that from it, I just wanted to find Jeff Bezos and just – you know that, that thing you can hear like – no, I can't do it. Uh, but anyway, you know, just just want to slap him back and blah, 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 you know, and like, dude, what were you thinking? What's the matter with you? And you can't set up the anyway. I'm not gonna. Okay, so we got to go through the the news because I because I can go on a rant on on the uh, 3.5 millimeter thing for for the better part of an hour. <laughs> Praise Jesus. All right. So anyway, uh, this is the Lincoln Project founder calling for a Trump assassination. His name is Rick Wilson, and he is live on MSNBC. Fortunately, it's only a few seconds long, but. It's unbelievable that they, that they can even get away with it. Anyway, so let's go ahead and bring this up. Thank you, Jesus. And the donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry, this will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. And the donor class can't just sit back all on right. the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry, this will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. All right, so. Twice is good enough, and I didn't even want to do twice. I was adding, I wanted to bring back, okay, so I was reaching for the soundboard. Why? For the trumpets. Okay, you get, you get, hopefully you got it. The reason I wanted to play the trumpets is because this is the most important part. What I'm about to say is very important. For this radio show. Okay? So pretend like there are trumpet fanfares playing, and now I'm going to say what i got to say. This is my opinion. Okay, so when we're talking tonight about all the things that I believe, you don't have to believe them. If you want to believe the world is flat, that's perfectly fine. The only time that I will ever chime in and steer somebody to think a different way is when what they believe will lead people to hell. But if what they believe will not lead people to hell, then, I, then they can believe whatever they want to believe. It doesn't bother me. But if they're leading people to hell like a Pied Piper, that's bad. That's really bad. So I will not allow guests to come on the show and say things that will lead them to hell, because then I am an accomplice. I am an accomplice. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, I wanted to share with you. So I've been doing this for a really long time. As you know, we're approaching the 13-year mark. Um, I'm, I can't believe I was like in my early 50s when I started this. It's unbelievable. I just can't believe it. But um, 2009 was when I set up the web server, and I was already researching for approximately deep dive, deep dive. Now, when I say deep dive research, you're probably saying, well, what does that mean exactly? Well, my wife left me. Now, we're really good friends right now, and she is totally bought off on everything, including the reptilians. All right, but at the time, she thought I had lost it, completely lost my ever-loving mind. And she walked into my office. This was before the website went up, and she said, I don't see God the same way that you do. And then she turned around and walked out. 
So I cast lots. I got my thesaurus, and I said, Father, please help me to understand what's going on here. That was a very unusual thing to happen. Please, Father, in the name of Jesus, what is happening? And I tossed open the thesaurus, and right there staring me in the face was knife to the neck, to the neck. And I marked it because that was the Lord letting me know that she was done with me and that it was just a matter of time before departure. <clears throat> now, and like I said, right now, we're really, we're really good friends. We're better friends than we were spouse and wife, I'll tell you that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And we've, all, we, we've also agreed that if, you know, if she loses her house, she can move in here. If I lose my house, I'll move in there because, you know, I, there's no threat. I have zero interest in her. I have zero interest in anything that has to do with that subject. I have no interest in it. None at all. To me, it's like, you can have it. It's all yours, man. Enjoy. Just don't look at porn because you're going to miss the rapture. You're going to definitely miss the barley harvest. All right. So anyway, um, Okay, so uh, so you heard this guy say that. I know it's hard to believe. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take this one and save it for posterity. Um, so let me go ahead and go Control-X and end of the keeper section, scroll up, put the cursor here, and Control-V. All right, thank you, Jesus. Hit the Save button. Thank God that part's working. All right, and back to the news. All right, so anyway, um, unbelievable. It seems to be almost like on a weekly basis, probably, probably every other week, that we have an audio bite from somebody in an influential place saying or doing something like that. Don't even be going on the Alex Soros thing over Twitter. There must have been I, – I can't even imagine how many – probably millions of retweets, if my guess is correct. Can you imagine millions of retweets? What that means is that every single person that retweeted it, followed them, saw it. So if there's 1 million retweets, retweets, you can expect probably 10 or 15 million people have seen it. All right, so next headline up. All right, da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, 3 million Britons to be left without access to cash as Bank branches closures continue at an alarming rate. All right. And, uh, yeah, this is all leading to the CBDCs. We need to brace ourselves. Man, let me tell you something. The, the clock, the end times imminent, we are leaving soon clock that is, it doesn't exist. It's in our hearts uh, is going crazy. I mean, ding, 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 ding. I mean, we're literally going, uh, I don't know an unbelievable rate of speed toward the barley harvest. And I don't think we can quantify it. I know that I believe in my heart with all of my heart that our heavenly father does not want us to know. He wants us to be on the edge of our seats. He wants us to be in the secret place of the most high. He wants us to be praying our eyes out. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to be refined by the refiner's fire. He wants us to go through a bunch of, you know, fiery trials that are to try you as if something strange has happened to you, but rejoice because you are fellow sufferers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All right. That's what God wants us to. And we want that. We want that in our lives. It's just that sometimes we don't respond in a holy way. Sometimes instead we grab our, you know, Louisville slugger and say, I've had all I can take. And that's really, you know, it says in Galatians 5.19, it says outbursts of anger. We're not supposed to have outbursts of anger. So you've got to repent over that. 
Repentance and confession is a continuous all day long thing. Okay, so when you make a mistake or you say something you shouldn't have said or you think something that you shouldn't have said, thought, okay, you speak out loud because there's life and death and the power of the tongue. You say, Father, I just thought blankety blankety blank and please forgive me, Father. That was a sin. I know it was. I feel terrible about it. Please forgive me in the name of Jesus. And then move on. Move on. Don't dwell on it. Anyway, it says major banks, including NatWest and Lloyd's, have increased the number of bank branch closures within their groups. And it goes on to explain that three million Britons um, are in a situation where they cannot get and deal with cash, which is um, going to be very alarming for a lot of people who do deal only in cash. They, I know people. I know people. They think they're staying off the grid, okay, because they're not, you know, they don't have a credit card or a debit card or whatever the case is. I'm like, man, wait until they shut it all down. What are you going to do? How are you going to eat? But, you know, people are people. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, next up. Okay, so anyway, no cash accepted. Signs are bad news for, get this, you ready? Millions of Americans. How many people don't have a bank account? And just I'm reading the article. And just how difficult has has it become to, uh, uh, become to live without one? These questions are becoming increasingly important as more businesses refuse to take cash in the cities across the United States. People without bank accounts are shut out from stores and restaurants that refuse to accept cash. Now, for those of us who fly, we, we, we get it, too, because they're not going to take cash there either. Uh, but anyway, hold on a second. Doggone clonidine or whatever, however they want you to pronounce it. Mm. All right. Next one up, Jerusalem Post. United States remains quiet on Iran's efforts to resupply Houthis' military capabilities after strikes. The Pentagon re, uh, reiterated the White House's claim that it keeps a close eye on the Houthis' resupply and refresh rates. Okay, so they're, they're trying to block it. They're shooting them down. They're, you know, they've got uh, U.K. jets, mostly U.K., mostly American jets. They're flying in and blowing up the various uh, military accoutrements that are being sent to the Houthis. Oh, and if I didn't finish, uh, if I'm being scatterbrained tonight because of all the stuff that I've been through in the last couple of days, uh, please forgive me. Uh, but um, I, I wanted to say cl in closing statements regarding my opinion, in all the years that I've been doing this stuff, okay, pretend like you were listening to Coast to Coast AM and it, with George Norrie, okay? He brings on people that have uh, figured out where the Anunnaki dug up gold in southern Africa, and he shows the evidence, and he shows their book, and, he, and they talk about it. Then they bring on somebody else that's talking about the skinwalkers and they, you know, testimony about the skinwalkers and all the evidence and you have to get a blah, blah. But nobody ever asked George Norrie what he thinks. Okay, he's mainly bringing on the guests to share what they've learned through their books with the listening audience. In this particular case, I'm sharing my opinion based upon what I've learned over all these years. It's an opinion, okay? So remember 1 Corinthians 8, 2. If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet, as they ought to know. Now then, I will say that I have a very, very strong reason why I feel the way that I do. Because this program has been mightily blessed. Um, oh, wow, Heidi, that was her name. 
Heidi. And it was, uh, I've got to remember her book, um, Shadow, Shadow People or something like that. Yeah, I have to look up her book. All right. So I'm taking notes here on my uh, whiteboard so I don't forget because there's so many points. But anyway, so over the years, we've brought on so many different guests that have been authors of books, that have been through incredible and you know experiences. For example, Howard Storm. What a blessing it was to have Howard Storm come on the radio show. Now, let me be clear about something. If you go and you take every person that I mentioned, say, for example, during this program, and you write down their name, and you go and you do a deep dive investigation. When I say deep dive, I'm talking about, you know, like when I, you know, when I went through that thing with my wife. I was researching things until 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. Then I would write articles, and I would, I would wake up at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. Before I had to go to work, I'd come into the office and put up another article. There's over 420 articles on tribulationnow.com, tribulationnow.com, 420 articles that I wrote. And actually, there's more than that now. Okay, that, that was a count from many years ago. The stuff that I learned didn't just, it wasn't like I just sat there and imagined it. Okay, it was lines upon, as the Bible says, lines upon lines, precepts upon precepts, here a little, there a little. The more guests that we brought on the program, the more I was exposed to their supernatural testimonies. And then that would layer a new level of understanding on top of what I already thought I had. I went through the aliens or demons phase, so much so that I actually bought t-shirts and I turned people on to where you could go get your own aliens or demons t-shirts. Because I wanted everybody that was listening to Tribulation Now to know that aliens are demons and wear your t-shirts, go to the MC movie theater and go watch an a- and then a really great sci-fi picture about aliens. And then when you walk out, you got your aliens or demons t-shirt on. It's a witnessing tool, right? And you know what? There's nothing to matter with, with doing that even today. If you're opening up a dialogue that gives you an opportunity to talk about Jesus and the Bible and fallen angels... The problem is, you know, the definitions are dorked up. You know, an, ange- an angelic being is any being – this is really tricky to try to get this all out in one show, but the, the, an angelic is a messenger – it's like saying you're in the military, okay? That's what it's talking about. Why do you think the, the Book of Job says, can you guide the sons of Arcturus? Those sons don't. Those sons of God don't live on planet heaven. And yes, I'm going to refer to it as planet heaven. I don't got time to get into all the details. I might touch upon it and breeze over it pretty quick, but it is a planet. Why did, why did God have Solomon build the temple? What, so he could reside there. You know, I mean, Ezekiel's wheel had, had the throne of God in it. He came to earth. He bows the heavens. I mean, he likes to be a part of his creation. All right, so anyway, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, hold on a second. Um, oh, my gosh, um, uh, NASA, Nibiru, Insider. I keep thinking of more and more people I want to play for you tonight to help to pull this all together. It's kind of hard to do it. But this is what I've been led to believe based upon hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonies, articles that I've written, conversations with that I've had. For example, when we went to bring on Howard Storm 
on the now if you deep dive I forgot to close out that thought if you deep dive on any one for example one of the things that I learned about was from Kat Kerr now does that mean that Kat Kerr did not go to heaven just because she happens to be really big on the whole seven mountains mandate stuff does it mean that she did not go to heaven and that it's all made up or it's a fake heaven by Satan? We don't know. But I, I have noticed that God uses imperfect people a lot. In fact, if God didn't use imperfect people, he wouldn't have anybody to use. He wouldn't have anybody to use. So there, I have to make an assumption, an estimation, based on logic, that it is quite possible that Kakur has been taken to heaven several times, and it wasn't a fake heaven, that maybe it was very real. But see, God doesn't – I have noticed that our Heavenly Father doesn't hold people – you know, God doesn't say, well, you believe in NAR. You know, you believe in a new uh, apostolic reformation. You believe in the seven mountains. So I'm not going to give you any visions. I'm not going to give you anything from me. You're not going to get diddly squat from me because you believe in this. But God doesn't operate like that. Now, uh, sorry, I got to get that water. Oh, man. So I'm going to bring up that. So again, if I, as I mentioned names of people that um, we've brought on the show that I've had conversations with, whatever the case is, those are the lines upon lines, precepts upon precepts, here a little, there a little. Those are the layers of information that the Lord gave me over these 13 years. I don't like the number 13. I wish it was 14. Can we like fast forward to like 2025? There I go again, 2050, whatever. But anyway... I don't like I don't like the number thirteen. <laughs> anyway, so uh, but you know, I, I know all of the uh, all of the devil's uh, stuff has no effect on us. I it, I mean it does affect us, and we do have to fight against it with spiritual warfare, and we you know be be very effervescent about it. I I totally agree with that. That's part of our walk. That is a part of our walk. It's who we are. But anyway, um, so, you know, as you deep dive, in other words, you might go out there and listen to every single thing that Howard Storm has ever said. And there are going to be things that Howard Storm says that you disagree with. And I will tell you what human beings, including you, dear listener, do is you throw the baby out with the bathwater every single time. I, if I had a dime, and yes, I'm going to use the colloquialism, if I had a dime for every time I got an email from somebody that said, well, Howard Storm said, and I'm like, okay. You know, the thing about it is if you look at any source of information that is out there, I don't care. Take your pick, whether it is a pastor, a preacher, a teacher, a serial author, uh, somebody that travels around and serves the Lord. Maybe the person is one of the most holy, righteous people you've ever heard of, ever met in your entire life. It doesn't matter. There is something about them that is wrong. There is some belief that they have that is incorrect. So that's so. If you throw the baby out with the bathwater like every other human does, what's going to end up happening is you don't have anybody that you can trust. I actually know people like that. I could bring them on the radio show. I don't know if they'd come on, but I can bring on the radio show people who regularly listen to this program, who I pray for a lot. They pray for me. People that I, I love them. I love them, and I can bring them on the radio show, and they will literally tell me I don't trust anybody. Because they're one of those people, if they hear, if they get a suspicion that somebody is bad, 
All billionaires are in on it. All billionaires are part of the WEF. So Donald Trump must be evil. It doesn't matter. You know, and, 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 and so that's, that, that, that's how people are. You know? And I started out thinking that Donald Trump was evil. I really, really did. And then 2016, 2017, I thought he was absolutely insane. The way that he used Twitter, the way that he talked to people. And then when I started to see Christians worshiping him and, and painting their entire vans and saying that he was sent by Jesus and my sisters, you know, one to like grab his, uh, you know, his lapel and hope that they get power from it. And I, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, you get my point. That, that turned me off even more. It wasn't until I did my own homework much later where I listened to, um, for example, The Tonight Show. It wasn't with Johnny Carson. It was with the next guy. I forget. Well, I don't care. But anyway, he, you know, and he was explaining on The Tonight Show how he felt about the government of the United States and what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he sounds just like he does today. He hasn't changed his tune a bit. He's saying the same things that he was saying back in the 80s, today. So I thought I, – I came to my own conclusion, and I changed my mind. Now, does that mean that he's not part of the bloodline? Does that mean that there aren't creepy, weird things going on somewhere that we don't know about? No, we don't know. We don't know everything. But at this point, I've come to the conclusion I can't find anything – I can't find anything that I can put my thumb on that says absolutely beyond any shadow of a doubt he is a member of the darkness. In fact – I cannot – the way that they're going after him right now is another problem. Really, you know, they shot JFK, and JFK, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but if you study 13 Illuminati, the, the top, the tippity-top 13 Illuminati bloodlines, Kennedy and Onassis, they are part of the top 13 and Illuminati bloodlines. And as I was talking about that woman, Elaine, that they would do, she was part of the Brotherhood of Satan. Well, the Brotherhood of Satan, they feared the Illuminati. They feared the Illuminati. And the Brotherhood of Satan is the most powerful satanic group in the world. Okay? Next to the Illuminati. All right? And they do eat their young, and they do kill their own kids, and they do sacrifice them up to Satan. Okay, so when you listen to Elena talk about her history and how she grew up, and Robert Vandrius Mitchell and how and how they were part of you know direct Illuminati descendants in the Illuminati families, and they were sacrificed up to sit in the Montauk chair. They were sacrificed up to do. The, they were given. They were bequeathed to Satan to sacrifice them. It was only by the hand of Jesus. And his mercy that they were saved. Praise God. And also the help of uh, Bride Ministries and Danny Duvall and all that. But anyway, um, but everybody's got something wrong with them. No one's perfect. So if you deep dive on any one of the people that I go to bring up here, you'll find something. I guarantee you will. I guarantee you. You're going to find something that they said that you disagree with and your tendency will be to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And if you do that with everybody, guess what? It's going to be you alone on the tippity top of Mount Everest and a cold, snowy, icy wind blowing over you. Because nobody's perfect, and God uses imperfect people, even to get his message out to people, to help them understand who he is and who we are in the universe. 
Satan does not want us to know who we are. That is his worst fear. I can't remember. Elena sent me something, and, and, and supposedly the gray a gray was dying. Okay, and I hate the grays. But anyway, this gray was dying, and on its deathbed, it said, "I feel so sorry for you." For this telepathically, I feel so sorry for you humans. And the person asked why. And he said, you have no idea who you are. You have no idea who you are. What that entity was trying to explain to the recipient of that transmission was, you don't know who you are. In the universe of beings, you don't know who you are. If you knew who you are, everything would be different for you, but you don't know, and I feel sorry for you. Now, so as you, so anyway, let's go ahead and continue to plow through the news, because there's all kinds of wonderful goodies that we don't really want to know about, but is part of our being on the edge of our seats. So we got cash being rejected. You know, that's coming gangbusters and super duper fast. The Jerusalem Post announces that the United States remains quiet on Iran's efforts to resupply the Houthis. So um, I covered that a second ago. The next one up is Russia emergency services say that they found um, uh, missile striking parts in the outer layer of the downed um, IL-76. So now what does that mean? So basically what they're saying is that they did some forensics analysis of the downed plane that had all the prisoners of war from the Ukraine on it, 65 of them, uh, that was uh, downed in the Belgorod region, okay? And they discovered uh, that uh, it was essentially shot down by the Ukrainians, which is standard operation for these guys. Next one up, Washington Post. Biden to deploy CIA director to help broker major Gaza deal. William Burns is looking to close gaps between Israel and Hamas on a deal that includes the release of all Gaza and a two-month ceasefire. So again, um, President Biden plans uh, to dispatch CIA Director William J. Burns in the coming days to help broker an ambitious deal between Hamas and Israel. Do you think he's going to be successful? I don't. I just when I read articles like that, I report on them and everything, but I just kind of like toss them aside. I'm like, nah, man, ain't never going to happen. You know that kind of thing. All right, next one up. Hallelujah! Homeless found living in furnished caves in California highlight ongoing state crisis. California caves dug out by people experiencing homelessness has the community and city officials concerned for the safety of those living underneath the Tulum River. The discovery also brings to the forefront the state's ongoing crisis with the unhoused people. And it goes on to explain all the stuff that they're finding and what they're doing about it. But anyway, to me, it's a very, very sad story. Um, homelessness is going through the roof. Uh, you know, I even read, I mean, I didn't like reading it. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly straight up with you. I kind of hated it, actually. But, you know, it is what it is, right? But I read an art, uh, a prophecy from 
I will just, I'm not going to name a name, but I'm going to say it's somebody that I've read many prophecies from over the years. And it was like, um, you know, like, are you ready to become homeless and walk the streets for me? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. Okay, so I pushed that one aside. So that's, that's on shelf D, okay? So I'm putting that over there on shelf D. I'm too old for that stuff. I'm with my sister on that, um, you know. Bygones be got bygones, but anyway, I'm I'm praying my eyes out and hoping, thank you Jesus, that we're all, uh, you know, taken away from this place while we still have roofs over our heads and stuff like that. Because many of us are too old for that stuff. Um, and don't even get, get me going on my knee surgery. I don't know how far I'll make it. Probably about three or four blocks from. Like ow 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 ow. You know, kind of you know. Next one up, United States Navy sailing warship into the Taiwan Strait prompts a fiery response from China, trouble and provocation. The Chinese government accused the United States of causing trouble and provocation in a statement on Thursday after the United States Navy sailed a warship through the sensitive Taiwan Strait. How dare you? And it goes on. And, and, you know, it's, it's all saber rattling. I, I forget who it was. Somebody was saying to me, oh, yeah, it was my ex-wife. She said to me, this is going to start a civil war. She's talking about Texas. This is going to start a civil war because I played for her, you know, the little comment that Biden made, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, um, we got to st- we got to stop them from blocking military aged men from coming into the United States. I might have to send F-15s down there. Well, anyway, she was like my ex was like this. This could be civil war. And I said, well, kind of look at it like this. If one bullet is fired. Just one. It'll be the last time. See, so do I'll ask you this question. I want to ask you a lot of questions tonight. Does do the Democrats think there's going to be another election after this next one? In other words, if they do anything like shoot people, start a war, a skirmish, weapons, any of that kind of stuff, fly F-15s over Texas, that kind of thing, they'll never get another president. As a matter of fact, there won't be another senator or House or whatever, lawmaker, Democrat, ever elected again. <laughs> and the whole state will turn red as can be, flashing bright red, because nobody's going to – well, the only ones that would stand for that kind of crap is um, you know, Gen Z, Gen, Gen A, because they have no scruples. They have no ethics. And did you know that 30 percent of Gen Zers are LGBT, LMNOPQ+. Thirty percent. Not only do they have zero work ethic, but they are admittedly and openly one third of them uh, bad uh, sodomites. Anyway, um, uh, Politico re, uh, uh, published an article that says Turkey's Erdogan signs off on Sweden's NATO bid. So now we have Turkey. Uh, they promise rapid sale of F-16s to Turkey, while hung- Hungary continues to stall. But it does say that uh, Erdogan has signed into law Sweden's accession, that means acceptance, into NATO. So, of course, that puts yet another NATO membership right on the edge of uh, Putin. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, land and um, yeah, things are getting very tense. They it's it's ever increasing tenseness, ever increasing tenseness. Uh, you know they're trying to make them crack, and I, I really think it's going to boil down to direct attacks on Iran. We're going to cover that in a couple of seconds because there's some very interesting news that has surfaced that supports what we covered on the prophecy uh, show on was it Wednesday? Yeah. All right, praise God, thank you Jesus. So anyway, uh, next one up. Ancient zombie viruses trapped in Arctic ice could unleash deadly new pandemic, and they say it's a tangible threat. The melting Arctic permafrost could unleash an ancient ancient zombie virus and trigger a catastrophic global health emergency, according to scientists. Well, we already have inside information from the guy that was working shoulder to shoulder with uh, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. Need water. And he said that part of the um, uh, graphene oxide nanoparticle poison inside the Moderna and Pfizer booster shots has, is programmable. And once they tell it through their radio waves and pulses or whatever they do to communicate, it's going to essentially lobotomize. It's going to destroy the brain of the people that have it in them, and they're going to walk around and be like zombies, kind of like you know the people that are all messed up on drugs in, in Philadelphia. We've all seen that. Pretty sad. But anyway, they're setting everybody up here. They're programming us to say, wow, because then they can just go, that wasn't Moderna. That wasn't Pfizer. Never mind all the information that we've already downloaded and, and researched. We know as a fact that it is. Okay, but it doesn't matter because what they'll do is they'll just come out and say, oh, no, all this global warming and the melting of the Arctic ice, we've released a zombie virus on mankind. The melting Arctic permafrost could unleash an ancient zombie virus and trigger a catastrophic. It's happening now. All right, next one up, Operation Lone Star. Breaking report, Texas military now actively recruiting members to join the border mission. Operation Lone Star, they call it. Operation Lone Star integrates TMD, uh, Texas Military, I guess, division, with the Texas Department of Public Safety to deploy border security assets to high-threat areas and deny criminal organizations the ability to illegally move drugs and people into Texas. The Texas Military Department, oh, I is right, TMD, has a new full-time position available for Operation Lone Star Border Support Missions. These positions offer an array of benefits, including lodging and a per diem of $55 per day. So they can munch out on, here's 55 bucks, man. Eat, eat up, buddy, eat up. All right, praise God for that. That's pretty cool. Uh, deadline to Texas. Um, breaking report. Federal government says that the razor wire has to go, they said. Texas governor says he will not. That's what I told my ex-wife. I said, I said, you know what? They're not going to fire a bullet. They're not going to do any of that stuff. And the reason is because he will never get elected again. And they know it. They know it. So this is just more saber-rattling. We need something big, folks. We need something real, 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 real big to happen. Okay? We need a Pearl Harbor to kick everything forward. Is it going to be Sister Rachel Baxter's vision of Chicago and uh, the prophetic uh, prediction associated with the sum of all fears? 
and the uh, audio bite that I have of the emergency operation manager in Indiana who was called by FEMA to, to fortify and strengthen against high winds their fire stations and tell them where they are going to put mass graves and practice uh, injecting and inoculating over, uh, I forget what the number was, but it was like 40,000 people that walked into their, you know, what are you going to do? You got to inoculate. You got to practice inoculation. 40,000 people. And I'm like, you know, of course, potassium iodide, radiation poisoning. But they didn't put that together. They were thinking bird flu. But anyway, breaking report. Uh, Federal government says the razor wire has to go. Texas governor says he will not. And that's all in big capital letters. The federal government has given Texas a deadline of tomorrow to comply. I was so close to wanting to take the 26th off. I really was. I, want, I, I wanted to sit there with popcorn and stare at the TV like some kind of a goof nut uh, waiting for something bad to happen. But then I thought about it. I was like, there's no way they're going to do anything. There's no way. But anyway, so um, there's been multiple calls for the Biden uh, calls, C-A-L-L-S, for the Biden administration to federalize the National Guard. Do you think they'd even bother to do it? Do you think they'd agree? I don't think they would. I don't think any of them would. Of all the states that were called, even Donald Trump went public and said, I highly recommend that any state that would sides with Greg Abbott and sends your National Guard down to assist them. Uh, so, I mean, man, uh, let me tell you something. Talk about. But anyway, so we can listen to this report. It was broadcast over Fox News regarding the border battle, they say. So let's go ahead and double click on this and take a listen. Praise God. Here we go. Border showdown is brewing in Eagle Pass, Texas right now. A huge hub for illegal border crossings. There's a standoff that is underway between the federal government, which wants the razor wire that Texas put in place there to protect its own state. They say it has to go. And Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he will not. The Biden administration has now given him a deadline of tomorrow to allow Border Patrol access to the area called Shelby Park essentially setting up a confrontation potentially between federal agents and the Texas National Guard. A border showdown is brewing in Eagle Pass, Texas. Okay, I had to stop that. Hey, you know what? I can go back to the olden days stuff. This is the kind of stuff I used to do from the hotel rooms way back in like 2011, 2010 and stuff when I was traveling. Because I, I didn't care where I was. I was going to do a show one way or the other. Then I got old. <laughs> but look what looky what I found. Wow, that made my eyes get really big. All right, here we go. Alien said that it would come back to kill his entire village. So this particular young man, I estimate him to be approximately nine. He says, I still can't get over this. An alien told a boy, somebody else is reporting it, an alien told a boy in Peru that they are coming back to his village while it was levitating in his bedroom. This non-human warned him something was about to happen soon. So, again, this was flying all over uh, Twitter and the various people who followed. There's a whole group. There's a whole 
bunch of people on Twitter. And by the way, it's not just Twitter. It's also TikTok. It's also other places on the Internet as well, other social media. And they, these people gather in groups in very large numbers. Uh, as a matter of fact, this one report has over 24.9 thousand views. Okay? This one report. And that doesn't even calculate in, in, you know, anyway, so I'm just letting you know that. It's a big deal. And there's, and, and, oh, by the way, the alien sightings, South America has always been a fantastic hotspot for alien stuff. Mexico has always been a super duper hotspot for alien stuff, okay? Um, But it appears to be getting, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call it out of control, but I will say that there's a very, very, very noteworthy increase in the amount of people that are coming forward with videos, etc., showing creatures, creatures, okay? But that's always been the case with South America. The question is, how much more is it now, or is it that people are just a little bit more aware of it? Or is it that social media has grown in its popularity to the point where now, while before it wasn't that easy to get it on social media, or maybe, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But when I look at it now, here we are. This is like 13 years later. Right. Ten years at the very least. And so now everybody's carrying around basically a video recorder in the form of a phone. Even even the uh, the uh, homeless people in the United States, Babylon, the great uh, are given free. Uh, Ob- they call them Obama phones. That's what they call them. All right. Um, another uh, one under the Peru attacks group says confirmed new alien to be revealed in three days. They're saying the public is not ready for this bomb. This is your time to spiritually prepare. What does that mean? What does it mean to spiritually prepare? Am I supposed to sit on top of Buddha's head and stick my finger in my belly button and go, hum, the aliens are coming. Do I need a giant bell in my backyard like in the beginning of the movie 2012? Bong. See, right now I'm reaching for my soundboard. Because on page three of the soundboard, I've got this really cool doomsday bong. I miss it. It's like a good friend has left me. It's just me and a dark room and a microphone. (laughs) Just kidding. All right, but anyway, it says disclosure is coming to the world, and there is nothing that can stop it. In coming round two, the world lied to you. So in the middle of all the things that are going on in the Middle East, in the middle of all the things that are going on in Ukraine, in the middle of all the provocations that are happening with Iran, in the middle of the fact that Israel is getting ready to go into southern Lebanon, in the middle of all the things that are happening in Taiwan, in the middle of all the craziness that's going down uh, you know, in, uh, with Greg Abbott and all that kind of stuff, in the middle of all of these things. Aliens. Next one up. Hey, I got that stinger now. Oh, shivers of excitement. French farmers use sheep to block the roads. Yeah, I remember when I used to sit in uh, hotel rooms, and all I had was a little laptop, a headset on, and it was hard, folks. I used to have to, like, write down keywords so I could, like, move through that. Because there's over 250 sound bites on the soundboard. And it's like, you know, like, it was hard to do those things, you know. I mean, how, how do you guys feel about it? 
Well, I don't care. <laughs> I got a lot of sounds on the soundboard. But anyway, some of those sounds are irreplaceable, by the way. There was a point where uh, they were going to convert everything over to HD, and they were telling all of us that had a bunch of sound clips on the board, you're going to lose all your sound clips that are not HD. We're going to have to delete them all. And I, like, wrote them a letter, please. Oh, no, 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 no. Because I didn't have duplicates of every single thing. I wish that I did. I thought that I did. And I might. The problem is I use editors. Back in 2011, 2012, 2013, I would use editors to go into like real player videos, and I would snippet out audio bytes from the real player video. Anyway, it's, it's, it's long and annoying. French farmers use sheep to block the road. So, oh, boy, they're going crazy. The French farmers? Now, I know the German farmers are going nuts, too. I think it was the German farmers that put, like, tractors out in the middle of a field really, really big. I mean, as far as the eye can see. But if you're in, like, a helicopter, I bet you could see it from outer space. It said S-O-S by tractors. But the French are blowing um, dung, D-U-N-G, dung, liquefied dung. And they're shooting it all over the, mil- uh, the government buildings in France. It's crazy insane. Um, and uh, there's no end of it in sight. So we're just going to have to – you know what? It almost indicates to me, sort of, that we're getting really close to all heck breaking loose. I told my sister about that big X, you know, April 8th, the second part of the uh, eclipse goes across the United States and makes a gigantic X over the United States. And then Dimitri Duneman in his book, uh, you know, Through the Fire Without Burning, predicts that it's the central part of the United States where civil war breaks out. I tried to tell my sister that, and she's like, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, but I was a good brother, and I did not call her up when the Abbott standoff was occurring and say, Oh, I told you so. Take a look. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Time will tell. Things will happen. And at that point, my phone will be ringing. I'm sure of it. Next one up. Pay per person scheme with the cartels breaking. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has accused the Biden administration of partnering with the cartels in a pay per person scheme to get people across the southern border and into the United States. And that has a headline here. Mexico demands probe into the United States military-grade weaponry being used by the drug cartels. So evidently, they're, you know, one thing leads to another, and they're saying, wait a minute. This is state-of-the-art United States special operations weaponry. These guys have, like, night vision and everything. Where are they getting it from? Guess they don't have to think too hard about that. Hallelujah. Ah, see, I can grab a quick, quick sip of water. All right, Baghdad, Baghdad Airlines suspends all flights. Fly Baghdad announces the suspension of all flights until further notice. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're ramping up to war. They, they empty out all of their, uh, you know, dignitaries and attaches and, you know, the, all that kind of stuff. They get everybody out. Does that mean it's definitely going to happen? Not necessarily. But there has been, you know what, I always fall back to the Bible. It 
it, yes. Is it irritating to watch the saber rattling and then nothing happens? Is it irritating to have everybody and their brothers saying there's going to be civil war breaking out down in Texas and nothing ever happens? You know, I, I don't want to be the naysayer of the world, but in my experience requires me to naysay. Okay. It's going to happen, folks. It is going to happen. But I believe, for what it's worth, that something really too flapping mongus is going to be required to really kick it forward. Now, what is that? And is it a chain reaction? Is it one event? Is it the nuclear-tipped missile that Sarah Manet saw in her 79 vision coming out of Libya from Iran and going into Israel? Is that the trigger? Is that when the other nuclear missiles start to fly? Is that when they start to detonate the ground-based nukes in the United States, uh, uh, a la uh, TV show Jericho prophetic? Huh? I don't know. When, you know what, what happens to Rachel Baxter? What, you know, she felt in her heart that the Lord was trying to tell her that it's going to get nuked. Chicago. What, I don't know. We don't know. We, we're just going to have to watch. But one thing is for sure, we all it, – it is irritating. It's frustrating as heck because you're watching these things happen. They've happened over and over and over and over and over. I get, I get letters from Amara in Spain. God bless her. I love her. And she, she emails me, and she's like, um, you know, I really think this is going to be the event. Or something like that, you know, and um, I always email her back and I said, I know, but we've been thinking that for 10 years now. So I always write back to her in all capital letters, whatever it is going to be, it is going to be humongous. Well, anyway, so uh, Trump encourages the states to assist Texas, and I'm going to go ahead and read some of the things that he has here. Um, looking at the time, praise God. All right. It says, when I was president, we had most sec- the most secure borders in history. Joe Biden has surrendered the border and is aiding and abetting a massive invasion of millions of illegal immigrants into the United States. Instead of fighting to protect our country from its onslaught, Biden is unbelievably fighting to tie the hands of, the, of Governor Abbott and the state of Texas so that the invasion will continue unchecked. He goes on, he mentions a whole bunch of other things, but he basically says, we encourage uh, all willing states to deploy their guards to to Texas and prevent the entry of illegals and to remove them back across the border. And he goes on to explain all this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing. Well, it's going to have to be a lot more places than just Texas. But anyway, got to start somewhere, I suppose. Next headline up, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. DEI. DEI is abolished in all state universities in Utah, breaking. The Utah State Senate just passed a bill to abolish um, DEI uh, in all state universities, HB 261, and um, where's the other one? Where's the other one? Where's the other one? Uh, oh, it, well, they're focusing on HB 261, but there were actually two bills passed. And, yes, uh, the Democrats were all black and came and made a big uh, announcement because, uh, you know, it's it's the inclusion law. It's the, it's the law that says that when you apply to go to college, if you are a person of color, even though you failed your, uh, you know, your SATs and you're as unqualified as an army ant, you get to come into the doctoral program program at, you know, University of Utah or whatever the case is. So anyway, that's they, they canceled that out in Utah. So it's the first state to get rid of DEI. I find that very interesting. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. If I ever have to go out and look for another job, it's going to be DEI is going to sink my boat. I'm going to have to retire early. I don't know where I'm going to go. 
I have to figure something out. But anyway, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord sustains me. Next one up. Muslim enters Catholic Church and does Muslim prayers. I don't know. Let's. I, I thought I was able to hear something when I play. Let me play this. It's very short. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Excusez-moi, mon père. Je trouve pas de mosquée. Est-ce que ça va vous déranger si je prie juste là? Vu que ça a lieu ça. Merci beaucoup, mon père. Allah, Akbar. Well, you heard it. Allah, Akbar. He walks right up into the front, right in front of the priest, some kind of a Catholic church or Church of England, uh, and uh, walks right up to the very front of the congregation, right in front of the priest, lays out his carpet, and starts doing his Allah Akbar thing. They claim that he's trying to egg on others to do it all over the place. I'm so glad that I don't go to a building church. They're going to start. I'm telling you, folks, they're going to start rolling grenades into those things. A lot of people are going to die. It's going to get ugly. Um, list of states supporting Texas include Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, which I'm happy about, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Louisiana, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee. Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Do you think the list would have gotten bigger or something more happened? I don't know. But let's go ahead and listen to this report on Fox News. This is Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick meeting on Fox News with Laura Ingram. Let's see what he has to say about this weirdness. The administration could make would be confronting law enforcement or our military, our National Guard, at our border, at this park, when we're actually doing the job that the American people want. So if they come down and create a situation, all of America already knows now, they will clearly see that the Democrats are willing to take on a state that is operating under our constitutional right to protect our people and protect this country. I don't think even Biden will make that mistake. We're not looking for a confrontation. We're looking for them to do their damn job and protect the lives of Texans and Americans and protect the borders in this country. And for every person that's died of fentanyl overdose, for every person that's been murdered by MS-13, for every law enforcement officer who's been killed in the line of duty because these people have crossed the border, that death is on the hands of Joe Biden and this administration and his policies on the border. They should not come and confront us. They should just let us do our job. All right. <clears throat> I, uh, well said. Um, not to mention the master plan, which is pretty scary stuff. Anyway, um, I think we all know about it. There, this is all to make sure that the Albert Pike, the Albert Pike um, Three World Wars um, vision from the letter to Giuseppe Mazzini, Mazzini in 1861, was it, I think, or something like that? Maybe 1871, I forget. Um, but you know, the head of the the guy, the author of uh, of Morals and Dogma, the Bible for the uh, Masonic and Scottish Rite Lodges, he admits in there. He writes right in there that I have a ring from Lucifer and I worship Lucifer. I worship him. See, they take it very seriously. I couldn't figure out why would Albert Pike in the 1800s care a less 
about three world wars that were going to happen long after he was dead. And then I realized he worships Satan. And Satan, he calls him Lucifer, to him, he's doing Satan a service. This is his God. He loves Satan. He loves Lucifer. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, wow. Um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Another head, head, headline. Volunteer militias traveling in from 27 states. Volunteer militias from at least 27 states have begun traveling to Texas in support of the National Guard amidst a constitutional crisis. I have been wondering for an awful long time, many, many months, over a year, really, and I've spoken uh, about this to friends of mine behind the scenes. Why have we not seen seen any of the state militias so far. Well, guess what? 27 state militias sprung forth. So are they at the ready? Yep. The answer is absolutely. They are at the ready. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm watching the time. Boy, is it rolling past. Another headline here, martial, martial law in Texas. Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, initiated the implementation of a provision in the United States Constitution that allows martial law to be declared in Texas and act without the approval of the federal government. Dun, dun, dun. Another headline, Putin ally ominously suggests that Texas could launch a civil war in the United States. And this is coming from Dmitry Medvedev in Russia. Um, I do not see it that way. All right. Um, so, oh, and I also wanted to point out that Stephen Ben Noon uh, did a fabulous, well, all of his shows are great, and I love him. I absolutely just love him. And he had Colonel Greg Rinchinch. Now, um, Rinchinch. Chinch. Yeah, that's how you. Now, I knew that he had gotten cancer a while back, and I thought he passed away, but evidently he's still up and kicking. And he did a program with uh, Israeli News Live. And um, I thought I would go ahead, uh, because of the topic of this program especially, and um, uh, play some audio bites from Colonel Rinchinch. Okay, uh, Rinchinch. All right, so let me go ahead and see uh, Colonel. All right, there they are. So I have them numbered. I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm going to go ahead and play these for you. Okay, starting with number one. Getting ready to happen. I do know that right now they're very, very busy getting ready for an alien invasion. Mm -hmm. And the alien agenda, I've seen some of what the alien agenda is supposed to be. They are supposed to come down um, similar to what the, pretty much exactly what the Mayans said Um that they're going to come down here and announce that uh, they were the ones that we did we did get um, put together by evolution and they mm -hmm. seeded us and helped us evolve mm -hmm. and they were going to try to discredit the Bible completely mm -hmm. and um, I know that there's a, a a bill being put in right now where they're trying to make the Bible against the law because they think it's been one of the most trouble starting books ever written mm -hmm. and um, it's it's getting to where <clears throat> they're starting to focus, Daniel. They're starting to really focus on the Christians now, mm -hmm. and um, if people that are Christians, if they don't wake up, they're going to get caught up in, mm -hmm. in the middle of things. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> like you said, like we were talking about when they use the guillotines and stuff, you say, you know, person, it's easy to sit there and say, well, that either isn't going to happen to me, or if it did, mm -hmm. I wouldn't take the mark. 
but are you really sure that you couldn't that you could do that to watch them tear your kids apart or kill them in front of you and you mm-hmm. still not take mm-hmm. the mark? Mm-hmm. Um, they got to be re- really prayed up and ready for what's mm-hmm. coming. It's, it's it's bad. There's so much on the plate. It would take me days to tell you everything. There's a um, for the moon hoax believers. All right. Um, I think he was appearing on the Daniel Ott show. I've been on that show a couple of times myself. Um, And uh, it's irrelevant. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and play uh, snippet number two. And its uh, subtitle is The Giants Will Eat You. Daniel. Okay. Are are there literal giants on the earth now? Yes, there is. And where are they? They're, well, some are in, most of them are in underground bases waiting to come out. They're going to come out. Mm-hmm. And the, like I say, the government, this is when when uh, the alien thing came, we entered into a contract with them. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, we made a deal with the devil, but now that it's time to pay up, the consequences are so high. Mm-hmm. Now man wants to snuff it out and use mm-hmm. his own agenda. Mm-hmm. In other words... He wants to reduce the masses and this and that. Well, they're not going to be able to do that when these giants come because Mm -hmm. there's more of them than there are of us. And it's going to be a big mess. And they really do exist. And they stay in the underground bases. And I've seen them before. And Mm -hmm. they'll eat you. I mean, I know it sounds funny, but that's exactly what they'll do. And what's the average height of one of these giants? Between 30 and 60 feet. So these underground bases have got to be pretty vast facilities. All right. So <laughs> they'll eat you. <laughs> it's like I can see them sitting there, you know, scrambled eggs and everything, and then they grab you, but whatever. Ah, my vivid, sanctified imagination. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do with me? All right. Number three, reptilians and Anunnaki. Let's hear what uh, the colonel says about this. Well, about it if it's cloaked. I'm just, I'm just a little well, confused on that one. Well, you can tell some, um, when something's cloaked by clouds. Okay. In other words, let's say, for example, that and as a matter of fact, just about three months ago, I seen one here that was cloaked, and Sarge did, too. I don't mm-hmm. know if he'll remember that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there was this perfectly round, half-round, symmetrical thing, and it was huge, man. It was like five miles wide, which would make it probably ten miles in diameter. And the clouds were moving, and they were going around it, and it just stayed there for the longest time, almost all day. It stayed there, and then all of a sudden it went away. And what happens is when they cloak, and see, this is where people make a mistake. They say, and it took off, and it got maybe a, a mile and just disappeared because it went so fast. That's mm-hmm. not what happened. It went real fast for about a mile and cloaked itself, and it, made, it makes you believe that it took off and went that fast. They are capable of doing it, but they don't have to do it. But when they're cloaked, the clouds, it, 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 on the, it depends on the timing and, the, and where the clouds are. Mm-hmm. You can see them when they're cloaked. All right. But it, whatever now, they use to cloak it, Daniel, mm-hmm. repels the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, are these 30-foot giants on board these mile-wide or three-mile-wide crafts? Oh, yes, they are. They're in charge. They're, they're the reptilian. They're large and um, in charge, huh? Yeah. Uh, some people are starting to call them dinos now. 
these reptilians because they look like, I'll tell you what they look like. Um, some of them, like I told you before, look just like in the movie V, like man. Mm-hmm. And some of them are pretty extreme. They look like raptors, like many T-Rexes. Really? Is, is that some yeah, sort of reptilian I, I've hybrid? seen them firsthand, and they'll eat you. And okay. I mean, they're just... Uh, the one, some of them that I've seen cannot even shapeshift. They're just what they are, and they call those dinos. That's what they call them. Okay, so... But they're super intelligent. All right, so you've seen them firsthand. Yeah, I've seen all right, now I'm going to uh, stop there. He has one more segment where he challenges people to in, search their heart as to whether or not they have the courage to watch their children have their heads cut off, you know, to avoid receiving the mark of the beast. So he challenges Christians to, you know, when he says they have to be prayed up and all that kind of thing. You know, I'm not going to get into all the... No, I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, um, I want to keep the the show moving forward, so I'm going to go ahead and move forward with um, uh, the rest of the program. Praise God. And hold on a second. Let me see if I can find this. There we go. All right. Praise God. So, oh, this is interesting. So this is from a CSI program. Listen to the little snippet here. Quite fascinating the level of detail that they talk about on here so let's go ahead and fire this up come here take a look at this isn't that though yeah you can see dick cheney al gore all nine supreme court justices shapeshift into reptilians did you know that for thousands of years creatures from the constellation draco have been mating with humans to form a super race that includes 43 U.S. presidents, most members of Congress, and the entire British royal family. All right. So um, I think they made their point. (laughs) Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with mating. Um, According to Alex Jones and the insider that they got inside the um, Yale uh, skull and bones thing, they I don't even like to repeat this. They get inside of a coffin full of human output. I'm going to leave it at that. Human output, full of it. They bathe in it and swirl around in it, and they beg, as Alex Jones put it, they beg alien beings to inhabit their body. So what they're doing is they're bringing in an extremely powerful – it's – Father Malachi Martin in 1998 on Coast to Coast AM had spoken in great detail about this, and he called them perfectly possessed. In other words, there wasn't nothing you could do to get them. You couldn't save them. They're unsavable. All right, so praise God. I wanted to share that with you. Very creepy, but also very on the money, very accurate, Um, with the exception of that they just have to, you know, have – relations that's it's a lot more involved than that all right anyway nasa is funding a theological conferences to prepare us us wacky people for aliens nick pope says 
NASA is funding theological conferences to prepare us for aliens. They're thinking, if it's true, they want to get ahead of the game this time and not get caught up in the sort of science versus religion dogfight that we saw in the Middle Ages with Copernicus versus Galileo. So a lot of people will be going, oh, man, they're going to be, uh, you know, greasing the rails, preparing us, telling us that these are our creators, all that kind of stuff. Folks, you know... I, I want to get into the rest of the show, and I know I'm running out of time. I've already broken the last hour. Um, Utah Democrats mourning the loss of males in the bathroom. The big 2024X across the United States is going to be consummated on April 8th of 2024. I had somebody go, oh, my gosh, that's going to be a terrible day. You need to take that day off of work. And I'm like, eh, no, godly omens, blood moons and things. They're omens, but nothing ever happens on that day in you know, specificity. Uh, radical Iranian regime builds ring of fire around Israel and threatens an all-out war. So uh, this is amazing. I have got to play at least the very beginning of this because this is going to be yet another. I've got to really, really highlight this because this is so important. Hold on. This is yet another godly confirmation of what we talked about on the Wednesday show. Praise the Lord. So let's listen to this. Quick question for you. What do Five, bad breath and your four, poop have in common? Three, Researchers estimate two, that over 80 million one. Americans. Okay, yeah, we could kind of see this happening, but man, it looks like it's 11.59 right now and, and midnight's about to strike. Uh, so yeah. when, when you think back about some of these, these words that you've already had, uh, what are you thinking now as we're getting closer to what it looks like it might be, might be coming to pass? Yeah, John, it, you know, I, when I gave that prophetic word at Morningstar, you know, we have our uh, New Year's conference every year uh, that's at the very end of December, and we come into the new year. And uh, the last five years, even before I came to Morningstar, when I was pastoring in Indiana, I, I've, the last three months of the year, I just began to ask the Lord, what's coming this next year? What is set in stone? What can we pray or take action to alter or at least limit um, or change? You know, obviously the prophetic word came to Hezekiah. He was told, get your house in order, you're going to die. But he turned his face to the wall and repented and God extended his life 15 years. Same with the prophetic word to Nineveh. Uh, that God was going to destroy Nineveh. And once Jonah got his act together uh, and he went to Nineveh, you know, that judgment was, was spared. And this prophecy, right. I don't know if it can be seen. I think yes, it can we can here. see that. Yeah. Oh, um, you got a yeah. notification there. So December 29th, as you can see here, it's a note uh, prophecy for Israel. Israel strikes a facility in Iran, which appeared to be a nuclear development plant. Well, well, what do you know? And uh, God bless his sweetheart, but his uh, <laughs> it wasn't Jonah that, that, that stopped Nineveh from getting judged at all. It was our Heavenly Father's mercy. Um, it's fa in fact, he ends the book of Jonah by saying, you know, what do you expect me to do when, the, when you got, uh, you know, 140,000 people that left hand that can't don't know the difference between their left hand and the right hand. So it was our Heavenly Father that decided on his own to relent uh, on the judgment of Nineveh. But anyway, that, that, that's beside the point. Um, he, you know, he, he, he was given a word from the Lord that there will be a nuclear 
facility in Iran attacked. Okay. Again, um, we can listen real close again. To alter or at least limit um, or change, you know, obviously in this prophecy, right. I don't know if it can be seen. I think yes, it can we can here. see that. Yeah. Um, you got a notification there. So December 29th, as you can see here, it's. It says Israel. It says Israel strikes a facility in Iran, which appeared to be a nuclear facility. All right. Wow. All right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take another uh, snapshot of this because I can actually physically see the prophetic word, and I'm going to substitute it out so that I have a record that I can actually see visually. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Very, very important. Yet another confirmation coming in from our Heavenly Father that the F-35s and the testing that we were talking about uh, is it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Praise God. All right. Um, Russia armed forces to receive 36,000 pieces of equipment, 16.5 million weapons in 2024, according to their Ministry of Defense. Um, Also, um, United States is concerned over a possible North Korean conflict, according to the New York Times. We talked about that on the last show. Newsmax airs a segment calling for civil war between the South uh, and Biden administration. So, again, you actually have the Newsmax people coming right right out and saying civil war it's time okay so anyway and of course there was a survey i told you about this where gen z americans are saying about 30 percent of them are lgbt element of p q r s t u v and god knows what else all right now um i'm looking at the time on this one i wonder if i should roll this one forward i am what i'm going to do is i'm going to tell you i'm going to save time on this one I'm going to roll it forward, but basically it's an individual that was recorded who was hired by, you know, covert ops in the United Kingdom to house military-aged immigrants, and he was told why. Okay, so he comes clean and lets them all know he wouldn't, you know, give details of where he lives or you know all that kind of stuff. But he said, you know, they're doing it for the purpose of war. Okay. So anyway, um, but we already knew that. Uh, The doomsday clock is 90 minutes to midnight, and they're working on anthrax vaccinations. So, you know, what's that mean? We don't know. They're also working on Ebola vaccinations. Uh, Europe will fall to the Muslims. Uh, they started out at 44 million a few years ago, and they're all the way up to 76 million, according, uh, 76 million, according to the people that are investigating these things. The prediction is Europe is a goner. Okay, then there's a couple of people coming out and saying congratulations to those of you who did not get vaccinated. Um, The list just goes on and on. I mean, uh, as a matter of fact, what I'm going to do here. Oh, and just so you know, this is really, really important. Um, uh, The um, so it's no secret, no secret at all that Israel is going to. It says an unmanned, uh, so I'm going to read this to you. An unnamed Middle Eastern nation has reportedly provided intelligence to Hezbollah, which states that Israel is in the final stages of planning an invasion of South Lebanon following the end of military operations in the Gaza Strip, whenever that's going to be. With the goal of in, of the invasion being the destruction of essentially Hezbollah's offensive capabilities, and to push past the Litani River. 
All right. So anyway, uh, if this occurs, well, you know, you can you can only imagine. It's just it's a domino effect. I mean, once once Iran says we've had enough, and they get involved, now you got Russia involved. It goes hand in hand. All right. Um, so uh, oh oh, and then also as it turns out, just in case you didn't know this or not, you the healthcare Cigna United. Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shield, which are owned by Anthem. Just so you know, all of their health care plans have been amended. Now, anything that happens to you as a result of war or a riot or an insurrection, whether planned or unplanned, is no longer covered by your health insurance. All right? Did you hear that? No longer covered by your health insurance. So when your leg gets blown off, that's why I tell you, we're not, we're citizens, we're, never dry mouth. Mm. We're citizens of heaven. We have one place to be, on our knees praying, praise God. And that, that protection. Uh, there's so many examples I could use to prove it to you, but I'm not going to. I could give you testimonies from uh, so many. Praise God. Um, the Euphrates River is drying up. We know about that. We also know about the prophecies that talk about it in Jeremiah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, as a matter of fact, in Jeremiah, verses 50, 38 to 39 says, A drought against its waters, it'll be dried up. For it is the land of idols. They are besotted, besotted by their dread images. Assuredly, wild cats and hyenas shall dwell there, and ostriches shall dwell there. It shall never be settled again, nor inhabited throughout the ages. So, anyway, seems to be coming true. England warned now that the draft. Now, it's not just England that's warning of the draft. Now, Australia is now warning their people, look out. War with Russia is imminent, and you need to prepare for the draft. So now they're going to Australia with that with that noise. Uh, U.S. Army sends tanks to Texas, and they have films of tra- you know flatbed trains, 20, 30 miles long, you know heading down towards Texas with tanks. The question is, who owns them? I don't know, and they're not clear about it, and they can't find out. All right, um, multiple lawmakers in the United States of Babylon the Great are overtly calling for war with Iran directly right now, including Lindsey Graham, Senator John Cornyn, uh, you know, t- coming right out and say, target Iran, target Iran. I mean, the list just keeps going on. Tom, Tom uh, Cotton of Arkansas. So, again, um, it's going gangbusters. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I am 12, 13, 14, almost 13 minutes after nine o'clock. That makes me sad because I have so much other information to cover. Now, I do not have sound. I can't play a little audio bite, fill up my water. So I'm just going to go into it. Ooh, I know what I can do. Remember um, Christmas vacation when they were trying to light the lights? Okay, there you go. All right, there's your lead into – I know it's kind of lame, but whatever. You know, I can go back and get that little – where is that little thing? Here, let's do this.
not normal. Wow. All right. Now, uh, so my understanding of the universe and aliens, the layout of the universe, comes from many, many, many sources over 13 years of time. I believe like 99.99999% of Christians that aliens are all demons. That started, by the way, from Chuck Misler. He was the beginning of that. He, in fact, when he started talking about aliens, lost his entire church. They basically got up and walked out on him. On him. And then he started Koanonia Club and shut down the church. Now, anyway, so I studied under Misler about it, and he was like, I believe that the UFOs are actually interdimensional transport devices, which I thought was kind of odd, but that's okay, whatever. People believe what they want to believe. Um, anyway, uh, as far as I know, any uh, angel that has angel of God, whether it be fallen or not fallen, uh, when they are able to move interdimensionally, they do not need technology to accomplish that. Now then, there are, in fact, just so you know, and I know that a lot of people may disagree with me very strongly, and that's okay. I don't, I, I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. There's no possible way that my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter how many books that they've written, no matter how many, how, how many places they've spoken to the public, it, it doesn't matter. My walk's going to be different than their walk. The Lord's going to show me different things than he's going to show them. Does that mean that we fight amongst each other? Does that mean that we get upset with one another? You know, no. No, we don't. Like I said, it, we're, we can disagree, agree to disagree on an, an innumerable amount of various subjects. Um, but that doesn't stop us from being brothers and sisters in Christ. I actually know people that if I say to them, well, then let's just agree to disagree. And I say it with the nicest sound in my voice because I mean nice, nice. Boy, they take offense. They take offense. It's like, hey, man, you need to believe like I believe or we ain't friends no more. So a lot of people are like that. I'm not. I, I appreciate that other people are going to have other opinions and believe different things, and that's okay. That's okay. But I've read a lot of books. I've had dozens and dozens, some of them pastors, some of them military personnel, dozens and dozens and dozens. Look, we got Elena. She's bloodline Luminati, like Onassis Kennedy. We have Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Bloodline Illuminati. Bloodline. They were sacrificed by their parents and given into the experiments at Montauk and time travel and interplanetary travel and all that kind of stuff. Okay, what a blessing that is. Then we had um, Heidi. Uh, let me see if I can bring this on here. Hold on a second. I haven't talked to her in so long. I have got to get in touch with her. Heidi Shadow um, Hunters. Is that it? Let me see if I can find it. Um, Heidi Hollis. There she is. 
All right. Praise God. Amazon Books, Heidi Hollis. Praise God. There she is. Yeah, I've got to reach out to her and see how she's doing. A Secret War, a true story about real alien war. Um, so that's a new book. Hey, um, Sister Nancy, if you're listening to this, will you please get Heidi Hollis to join us to talk about her book, The Secret War, a true story about real alien war. And what's what's the rest of the title? Real Alien War and Shadow People. Okay, that sounds real interesting. So, Sister Nancy, if you're around, as a matter of fact, what I'm going to do here, if I don't do this, I will I will be mad at myself because I forgot. Nancy, um, please invite Heidi Hollis back to the show. Thanks. Now, let me hit send. I'm going to put myself in the... Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Send that over to Sister Nancy. All right. Um, so in one of the books from Heidi Hollis, she she and her born-again, tongue-speaking friend that were roommates in college had met an entity um, that went by the name of Chaff. C-H-A-P-T-H, I believe it is spelled. Chaff. And she was on the radio show talking about her and her born-again tongue-speaking roommate and how they had met, met up with this otherworldly being named Chaff. What blew my mind was that I asked her, I said, well, is this a fallen angel? What did this being say about Jesus? And Heidi was like, Oh, he was all about Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God. Uh, stay away from this. Stay away from that. He, he, he was all about Jesus. Let me tell you some folks. I can tell you one thing. A fallen angelic entity will never, ever, ever mention the name of Jesus. That's why when you test the spirits and you only learn these things from reading books, there's a lot of Christians out there going, oh, he didn't test the spirits. These people don't know diddly squat about what they're talking about. Testing the spirits is you've got to get the entity to say the name of Jesus. You can't ask, the, you can't say to the entity, hey, you weird looking freak from another planet or whatever you are, is Jesus Lord? Because they can shake their head yes and lie. You have got to get them to say the words, Jesus is Lord, because they won't. They will never speak his name. And Heidi's telling us, everybody on the show, I've got to go find that and play that as a, uh, as a uh, best of show. Who? Uh, yeah, well, I'm thinking about that. Hold on a second. Let me grab this. Da, 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 da. Oh, all the exciting things. Praise God. Okay, here we go. Heidi, Heidi Hollis, and Chaff, Chaff. Well, anyway, so that was the first time in uh, well over a decade, I believe, at that point, um, that uh, I had ever heard anybody say that one of these entities had spoken wonderfully about Jesus and warned them about all the evil that's out there and warned them about the things that they got to avoid and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, uh, wow, 
that kind of like goes against every single thing that I have ever learned. So in the book, He Came to Set the Captives Free by Rebecca M. Brown, MD, she made it very, very clear that you it's not a matter of asking a question. It's a matter of getting them to say the name Jesus. That's how you test the spirits. So when they're sitting in a room with you, if they won't say the name of Jesus, guess what? You got yourself an evil one. Doesn't matter if it looks like an angel of light. For Satan himself changes himself into an angel of light. Thank you, Brother Paul. Hey, Paul, I wish I was up there with you right now. Hopefully there's a Thai buffet nearby. Anyway, um, actually, I had Thai food. I shouldn't have eaten it. I'm a bad boy. But anyway, um, so what's important to take note is Again, there's a lot of opinion in here, but the opinion comes from many different sources. So it's not like I just made stuff up. The Lord opened my eyes to things by bringing me people. I've been brought pastors. One of them was Barry Downing, Pastor Barry Downing, UFOs in the Bible. He came on the radio show. That's another one. Hold on a second. I've got to make a note here. Downing. And UFOs in the Bible. And I saw him on Ancient Aliens, Barry Downing. So we asked him to come on the show, and he did. So why is it that a... So first, let's get some definitions down. What is an angel? I know I'm going to have to extend this show. It's going to have to be a part two. It's coming right around the corner. I think I can do it this Wednesday night, actually. Um, and um, maybe I'll cut the news part short so I can fill in lots of blanks. Because there's lot, one question leads to another question leads to another question. You know what I mean. All right. So what is a son of God? A son of God, as far as I can tell from my studies, okay, as far as I can tell from all of my studies, all the books that I've read, all the guests that I've had on the show, all the conversations that I've had with people for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours that have been taken to heaven, that have talked to Jesus and all this other stuff, I stitch all that together and I try to make sense out of it. The as best, and I buy books and I read the books. Some of them are Christian books. Some of them are not Christian books. Some of them are in the middle somewhere. A son of God is essentially a, any being or race of beings that were created by our Heavenly Father for the purpose of working for the heavenly office of God. Okay? So, if you go fishing and you catch yourself a sheep's head fish and it's flopping around on the, ground, you know, on the, on the uh, deck behind you, is that a son of God? No, it's not. It wasn't created by the heavenly office of God for the purpose of working for the heavenly office of God. Sons of God are created by the heavenly office of God. And you might say, well, what do you mean by the heavenly office of God? Well, so when, and I'm just using her as an example, but there are other examples that I could use as well. But the easiest example is Kakur. Now, I know she's doing the Seven Mountains thing and all that kind of stuff, and it's wrong, but it doesn't mean that God is not using her, okay? It's very unfortunate, but I'm not gonna, we don't want to get stuck in a rut on that stuff. I mean, because I, I, but anyway, just, so we had her on the program several times, and I've read her books. I read a lot of books, and sh there's a creation lab in heaven. So part of our education, there's universities. 
she said that there are amusement parks. Well, what's fascinating about that is Odin Hetrick and his daughter talked about an amusement park called The Cup. And it was about um, where it says, and I forget what the exact scripture is, where Jesus says, if it is at all possible, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And so the ride in this amusement park in heaven was called the cup. And all the saints would line up by the gazillions because they wanted to jump onto the cup. But it wasn't like a mechanical sort of thing. It was like a spiritual sort of thing. And it's like swirled around and around and around in the air. And people just loved it and had fun. And they couldn't wait to get on the cup. So when Kat Kerr said that there were amusement parks in heaven, I thought to myself, well, that aligns perfectly with the testimony of Odin Hetrick and the cup. And Odin didn't talk about anything else. They just mentioned that one particular ride. Does that mean there weren't other rides? No, of course it doesn't mean that. Okay, Odin, you know, Odin may, may have been having more than anybody else alive or, you know, when he was alive. But, you know, it doesn't mean that he saw every single thing. The, that assumption would be a crazy assumption. It would be nutty. It's a, heaven is a very, very, very big place. Very big. I always try to tell people, look, if it's a planet, it's probably bigger than Jupiter. Okay? You really got to get an idea how big this is. All right. Now, um, so anyway, um, Creation Lab. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Creation Lab. We're actually going to be taught how to create. Now, remember, we're going to be in our light bodies. Because when we die and we get rid of this clay, yucky body, we become light beings. Okay, we come like Jesus, who is a light being. We are beings of light. So, when, you know, if we like to golf, if we like to ride boats, we're riding in boats that are made of light. They, their propulsion systems are made of light. If we're in a what they call a chariot, which is a form of transportation, is a type of technology, it is propelled by light. Now, when a spiritual being, whether it be a son of God in a host body or a son of God in a spiritual body, now if it's in a spiritual body, the rules are a little bit different, and it can move in and out of the dimensions very easily. It doesn't need a technology. However, when a spiritual being enters into a host body, yea, saith the Lord of hosts, yea, saith the Lord of hosts. So when you look at an octopus, is it a host body? And the answer is yes. Why do elephants cry when they see one of their babies dying on the side of a railroad track? Because they're sentient, for crying out loud. Okay, they have souls. Okay, so we got to understand that things are not like we've been taught. Things are very, very – in Jubilees, the book of Jubilees, the animals talk to them in Hebrew. Come on, they talk to him in Hebrew. I talk to people that have been to heaven, and they had seen the animals in heaven, and the animals talk to us. Now, granted, they talk like baby talk. Okay, that's how they talk, but they, they do communicate with us. So our pets are all there, our kitty cats, our doggies. There was one man who loved the goldfish, and when he went to heaven, God had not only created the most beautiful mansion for him, but right there when he walked into it was his goldfish, and he flipped out and fell in love. Now, that's because God knows what is in our hearts. God knows if we like brass, 
he's going to use the color brass to decorate our mansion with it. Okay, if we like a running brook with lots of flowers and marigolds or whatever, outside our front door or back door or whatever, we're going to have that. God knows what we like. He, he knows what kind of furniture we like. He knows what kind of wood we like. He, you know, if we like dark woods and walnuts, if you like pine, whatever the case may be, God knows those things in your heart, and he creates those things for you. It's, you know, it, it's part of God's gift to us. It's part of our rewards package. It's awesome. It's beyond awesome. Don't even get me going on um, on uh, um, the concept of uh, covenant companions. According to Odin Hetrick, when he was asked point blank, uh, he was he he told the interviewer about covenant companions because when a husband and wife go to heaven together, they are no longer intimate. Okay, they don't. There's nothing physical there. None of that stuff happens. They, you know, one might live in another mansion, one might live in another mansion, but they're not they're, they're not husband and wife in heaven. That's gone. What there is is what's called covenant companions. Now, does everybody get a covenant companion? I would have to say probably not. If my guess, and it is a guess, it is a guess. But if my guess is correct, it is part of a rewards package. Does everybody get a city mansion and a country mansion like Odin got? No. Not everybody does. Some just get a Thomas Kincaid little, you know, mansion thing. I mean, you know, what determines whether or not it's a mansion or not? I don't know. Does it have to be a certain number of square feet for it to be a mansion? I don't know. What, what, you know, uh, some of the translations say God has created many houses. doesn't even use the word mansion. I've heard testimonies of people who had seen where the missionaries' mansions were, and they said they were unbelievably huge. God adores missionaries. That's why I tell Sammy he's got to invite me to his place so we can have a cookout, because I'm pretty much sure that I'm not going to have anything like Sammy has. So anyway, um, you know, and Sammy laughs and chuckles it off, but it's true. It's really true. All right, so it's really important when you put all these things together, the creation lab. I, when Lauren Peterson told me, now, now you have to understand, this is coming from a lot of information, a lot, 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 oh my gosh, a lot of information. You got the book that was written by Zen Garcia. The name of the book is Sons of God, Who Are We and Why Are We Here? Now, why does the book of Job say, can you guide the sons of Arcturus? Job 38, 31 to 33 says, canst thou bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades or loose the bands of Orion? Please make a note of that. Loose the bands of Orion? Loose the bands of Orion. Sounds like some sort of a constraint, doesn't it? And when God was saying it, it was a dare. God was saying these things to Job, knowing Dagnabbit full well, that no was the answer. He even goes and says, Can't thou bring forth the Maseroth, the constellations, in their seasons? Or canst thou guide Arcturus with his sons with his sons are you following along 
You see in Job 9, 5 through 10, especially verse 9, it says, Which maketh Arcturus, Orion, and Pleiades, and the chambers of the south. Now, what can you learn very quickly from that statement, chambers of the south? What you can learn is that our Heavenly Father refers to the places in the universes as north, south, east, and west. Okay? So from, I would imagine, from his vantage point on planet heaven, now, is planet heaven a multidimensional planet? Does it have levels and things that we could, you know, maybe we'll never ever get to see and stuff? Probably so. Probably so. I don't know. There's a lot we're going to learn when we get there. And there's going to be a lot of places that are there that we're not going to be allowed to go into. As a matter of fact, most Christians, when they arrive in heaven, are sent into the suburbs, which is where the country mansions are, which is also known as the outer darkness, by the way. The term outer darkness is not hell. It simply means the shadowy area. Anything that is outside of Zion, Mount Zion, which is captured in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 22. Okay, and let me see if I can do a concordance thing. And uh, hold on just a second. Uh, let me think it's through. I'll just type in Hebrews 12, 22, see if it'll find it. Nope, it's not going to do it. I've got to open up. Oh, you doggone computer, you. Okay, Hebrews twelve twenty two. It says, but, have, uh, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. I'll stop. For people who are trying to learn their Bible, you have to pay attention to detail. If you don't have a dictionary by your side, if you do not have a thesaurus by your side, if you do not have an Enhanced Strong's Bible Dictionary, Enhanced Strong's Bible Dictionary at your side, you're not going to figure it out. I'm sorry. But it says right here, the heavenly Jerusalem. So what does that tell you? It's talking about heaven. You've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the assembler, the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, God of gods, Yahweh El, to the spirits of just men made perfect, and Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood that sprinkles better, you know, sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Now, anyway, so um, you're talking, this is talking, this scripture is talking about Mount Zion. So what I try to help people to envision is imagine having this three-foot horizontal line. And at the very far right side of that line, this is kind of a crummy analogy, but it does help a little bit. Imagine that there is a mountain. Okay, I'd like to think of it more like a mesa. A mesa is like a mountain with its head chopped off, and it has a big flat area on the tippity top. Okay, that's Mount Zion, where, where there is no shadow of turning. 
Why? Because the glory of God lights it up 24 by 7, 365. Now, that is a misnomer right there because we do not know what the uh, rotational periodicity is of planet heaven. Okay, that's what makes up a day. The Earth's rotational periodicity is 24 hours. Okay, but is that the rotational periodicity of planet heaven? Do we know? Did you know that Venus takes 243 years to rotate one time? That a day on Venus is 243 years? Pretty sure I got that right. All right. You see where I'm heading with this? So anyway, so anything that's outside of the city of Mount Zion, where the city mansions are located, where our heavenly uh, our heavenly father's uh, judging chambers, his throne room is located, all of the courts of heaven are located there, all of the uh, houses for the apostles are located there, all the pearly gates are located there, and also the city mansions that the, that the saints get to live in, but that's part of your rewards package. Not everybody gets a city mansion. The vast majority of Christians that go to heaven go right into the suburbs of heaven. They don't get to see Jesus. Now, does Jesus sometimes walk around down in that area? Yes, yes, he does. He comes down to visit, et cetera, et cetera. He, sometimes he comes to meetings. Sometimes he comes to, you know, a big, beautiful layout and all that kind of stuff. We've covered that before. Uh, that's another show I need to do, another Odin Hetrick show where we talk about all this stuff. It's very exciting. But anyway, the point is um, the Covenant Companions. That's got to be, in my opinion, another perk. It's a perk. It's a, you know, behold, I come quickly and my rewards are with, with me to give to each according to their work. Okay, so um, right now is our proving time. Right now, but you got to do it out of love. Got to do it out of love. Otherwise, it's like a, a clanging symbol. It means absolutely nothing. It, 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 it profits you nothing, like it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 um, uh, or 13, it might be, but, it said, but Paul says it profits you nothing. I can give my body to be burned, but it will profit you nothing. That is a reward, profit, reward, profit, reward. So you start out by crying out to our Heavenly Father on your knees, help me to love you. I need to love you more. Because it is the foundation of all the love of our Father that springs up through you, through Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And it springs up through you, and it causes you to not be able to help it. You have to help other people. You have to touch their lives. You have to do good things. You cannot not do it. You become altruistic. Look the word up. Altruistic is a single word. A-L-T-R-U-I-S-T-I-C. Altruistic. I am altruistic to a fault. I will destroy my life to help somebody else out. I do it all the time. And it's very, very difficult to live the way that I live because I cannot stand to see somebody hurting. So I have an impulse in me from Christ that causes me to say, well, if you need a place to stay, stay here. And then next thing you know, it's like a Barnabas and Paul moment. And I'm like going, oh my gosh. So anyway, but Altruism is who we ultimately are when we are walking in Christ, when we have the love bubbling up inside of us from Jesus. We are changed. We are changed. 
completely changed. We're nothing like we used to be. Nothing. And that's when we transform into citizens of heaven. That's when we are no longer friends with the earth and at enmity with God. You understand? I hope that you do. Um, uh, you know, and that, again, is in uh, the book of James. Um, here, hold on a second. Enmity plus God. Okay, James, there it is. Adulterers and adulteresses, it says in James 4.4. 4. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So when you hear somebody braggadiciously or braggadociously or whatever the word is, say something like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to stay here and help the people in the great tribulation and stuff like that, or I have some things that I want to do before I go to heaven. What you're doing is you are at enmity with God and you are looking over your shoulders and turning into a pillar of salt like Lot's wife did. Sorry, but you're dorking up real bad, and you got a lot of repenting and growing to do in Christ. All right. Sorry, sucking down water, trying to keep talking here. Hmm. Okay. So, does God create everything across all of the universes? And the answer is no, he doesn't. He has creator gods that do that for him. There are creator gods that create plants. There are creator gods that create animals. There are creator gods that create fishes in the sea. There are creator gods that do all this. Creation lab. Sons of God. Where it says in the book of Job, can you guide the sons of Arcturus? Can you, you know, it says, canst thou guide Arcturus with his sons? What are they doing on Arcturus? Who are they? Well, we know that because they're sons of God, that they were created by God to work on behalf of the heavenly office of God. Now, is everybody that's a son of God created equally? No, absolutely. It's a hierarchy that's extremely vast. So when you say the word angel, what you're doing is you're simply saying, I I love this analogy, and I'm going to use this analogy. Saying the word angel is like saying you're a member of the military, It's a class. That's all it is. Now, you can say, well, the literal meaning of the word angel is a messenger. Okay, fine. Grab a hold of the word messenger and hug it like a white teddy bear. I love the word messenger. Okay, then all sons of God are messenger class beings that were created by the heavenly office of God for the purpose of working for the heavenly office of God. So guess what Lucifer is? A son of God of God. Now, granted, he is a fallen son of God, just like the watchers were that came down to Mount Hermon. Okay, uh, you know, um, when once they made their mind up that they were going to go down and down to earth and boink all those women, that was it for them. God was mad, really mad. Okay, and then came the giants and everything else under the sun. You just heard what Colonel Rinchinch uh, said about them, and, and turns out that Tom Horn's right and has been right in his books. I got the Amaran gate behind me and all that kind of stuff. It's amazing that it's Amaran because there is actually a very big uh, portal in Amaran where people have seen extremely large mechanical motherships. And then you might ask the question, why? 
Why does an angelic being, and I use the term angelic, okay? In other words, why does a son of God in a spiritual form, because the angel that came down to talk to, to Daniel, he wasn't in a human body. In the book Hebrews, it says, be careful who you entertain because you might unwittingly entertain an angel. But I don't know about you, but I'm not having scrambled eggs with an angel that was similar to the one that came down to talk to Daniel because it scared the pants off of Daniel. Daniel threw himself prostrate on the ground. I'll bet you it really hurt his ribs, too. I'll bet you went, thump, ow! And the angel was like, you know, uh, fear not, beloved of God. You know, eyes of barrel, uh, face like lightning. No wonder Daniel was freaked out. That was a spiritual manifestation of an angel. But you're not going to have, you're not going to a bed and breakfast and having like dippy eggs with one of them. It's going to be a man angel. And if it, like the ones that went to Lot's house. They look so good, you know, all the homosexual, LBGT, LMNOP, Gen Zers came over there knocking on the door going like, you know, hey, and then lots like, you know, this really troubled me. I'm sorry, but I just found this most unacceptable of a behavior. But but lots like on, hey, 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 I got I got virgin daughters in here. Here, take my daughters, take my daughters. And I'm like thinking, lot, dude, that is totally uncool of you. But that's what he did. And they said, no, we want those angels, those men, those blonde guys. That's what we want. Open the door. Well, all the springs on my mic boom are going nuts. But anyway, you see the difference? Of course you do. Of course you do. What about our Heavenly Father? Our Lord God Yahweh Elohim. When he, meant, when, when he went with another man angel over to Abraham and Sarah, Sarah. And he said, you're going to be giving birth to it. And Sarah's in the tent going, <laughs> he's going to give birth. <laughs> there isn't enough testosterone in the universe to get this guy. And God didn't like it. Our Lord God Yahweh, Elohim, who happened to be inside of a man body. Man body. But wait a minute. Why does it say man all the time? Why does it say man all the time and not woman? Because a man body is just a class. It's a class of a body. Okay? It, it It's like uh, like I said in the other show. You know, it's like on this planet, there's octopi creatures, and on that planet over there, there's ostrich creatures or whatever. Okay, the point I'm trying to make is that's the type of host body, whether or not it's of a female, you know, uh, female version or a male version is irrelevant. As it says in the book of Galatians, uh, you know, we are neither man nor woman, Jew or Gentile, slave or free. We are all one in Christ. Okay, so anyway, um, oh, I have so much to share with you. I have so much exciting, super exciting things. But I'm going to start out. This fellow, and I'm going to play for you right here. I just want you to know that I had a conversation with him in my house before he came on the radio show. Okay. Now, another tidbit of interesting trivia, radio show host trivia, is that you don't, um, how do I put this, you, there's a lot of things the people that come on your radio show will tell you in person, um, but they won't say it on the show. And there's a, 
myriad of reasons why and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In some cases, it's just because they know things and they don't want to lose. I mean, I, I find this to be a little troubling, and I get it, and it's not for me to judge. Judge not the E, be judged. I don't want to be judged. Forget that noise. So, um, but, you know, they, sometimes they won't say certain things because they believe that will, it will trouble their following. It'll trouble their following, the people that listen to the, them, follow them, read their books, whatever the case is. I mean, in Psalm 18, verse 9, it says, He bowed the heavens also, came down, and darkness was under his feet, and he rode upon a cherub. He did fly, yay, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. Who did that? King David? Joseph? No, it was our Heavenly Father. <sighs> Careful who you entertain. You might unwittingly entertain an angel. Had that happen to me once. I knew he was because he, like, vanished. It was the weirdest thing of all. I was going into a, a, a convenience store of some kind, and this man... And he wasn't a perfect-looking man. You know, he had kind of dorked-up teeth and all that kind of stuff. And he came over to me and was like, can you help me out with a little bit of gas? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. And anyway, I tried to go over to the gas pump and pump gas for him, but it wasn't something wasn't right. So I said, here, you know, and I jumped into his car with him, and he drove over to another gas station. It was very, very close. And we pulled up, and I filled up his thing with gas. And, and then I turned I, – I don't know what happened. I turned around and looked the other way facing – because I had people with me. And I turned back around, and bam, he was gone. That's what I've heard so many testimonies of friends of mine and stuff like that that had encounters with angel men. When they incarnate into a man body or a human human body, okay, whether it be a female body or a man body, it's irrelevant as far as the Bible is concerned. It's man body. All right. When do you need an umbrella? And the answer is yes. If it rains, are you going to get wet? And the answer is yes. When you are unwittingly entertaining an angel and it rains. Are you going to get wet? The answer is yes. Therefore, that man angel that is incarnated, just like the movie Starman with Jeff Bridges, which I highly recommend. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go watch it because it shows you how they can take a strand of hair and convert it into a human body and then incarnate into that body and become a part of that body. It's all in the movie Starman. So anyway, um, that and a whole bunch more. Like what are these orbs that are flying around and all that kind of stuff? The orbs are transportation energy orbs that they can use somehow to move from one place to another and escape all the evil military men that are trying to just dissect them and all that other stuff. But anyway, uh, so that's mandatory. you got to watch that movie. It's very clean, very clean, and you will really, really love watching it. it it'll even bring tears to your eyes. All right, but anyway, um, again, are you going to – so when an angel has to fight fire with fire, when an angel has to go into a realm – remember that there are multiple universes. There are multiple trillions and trillions of life forms all over the universe, and they're, and they're not all created equal. They're not all made the same way as where we're at right now in a hologram, in a quantum physics, particle physics hologram. We're in a containment zone, okay? There, oh, I have so much to share with you. I can't believe I'm running out of time. But I'm going to go ahead. I've got Wednesday's show to myself, and I'm going to do a part two of this, okay? And I am going to get into the weeds, 
All right. I promise I will get into the weeds. We'll play some snippets from Odin Hetrick. Uh, we'll read a little bit from Oregon because we, we pre-existed. I don't mean to freak you out or nothing, but we pre-existed. Okay, I can explain to you what the concept of the election process is. Why are we called the elect of God? I can explain that to you. Now, am I 100% right? Do I have every detail correct? Well, 1 Corinthians 8.2 says, if we think we know anything, we know nothing yet as we ought to know. So I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure. I kind of feel like I do. It explains so much. It's amazing. And I want to share all these things with you. Praise God. But anyway, I'm going to play you this testimony. Hold on a second. Let me see how many minutes it is. 422. I have barely enough time to play this, so I'm going to play it right now. Thank you, Jesus. All right, here we go. Boom. Okay, it's not playing. Everywhere now. As worlds, inhabited worlds with intelligent beings, and then there are other dimensions with the universe is here we go other life in the universe with Howard Storm um, I asked them if there were other worlds and they said yeah there's, um, the universe is full of other worlds he was in heaven. other dimensions of other physical universes and those are filled with other worlds so there's worlds in in our physical universe there's unlimited number of worlds inhabited worlds with intelligent beings and then there are other dimensions with worlds with them so, um, you know, beyond counting, beyond number, and that the action of God, the Word of God, the Son of God, the Christ, the Spirit of the Christ, has um, nothing is apart from that Spirit. And um, that Christ has been everywhere. Now, Jesus the carpenter wasn't Jesus the carpenter in every single one of these worlds because. Um, in many of these worlds, this is the, our world is in the lower level of spiritual evolution. And in many of these worlds, Jesus didn't have to go to a world and be crucified and die on a cross for their sins, because there are worlds where people were have chosen good and rejected evil and lived a life profoundly in the love of God and in the love of their neighbor. And so. Um, Jesus could go to these worlds and just bless them. <laughs> and they were, you know, happily accepted Jesus. I mean, what a different, can you imagine a world where Jesus came and people said, yes, you know, um, we, we knew and understood this is what you wanted us to be and we thank you for being a revelation and we've known you from time, from the beginning of time we've known you and understood you and tried to live the way that you have, you know, wanted us to live. Um, there are worlds where people are perfectly good and have um, no sin and don't allow evil to be part of their lives. Um, this world is unique because of the degree of um, not only temptation but the willingness to um, accept temptation and failing the testing that we're in. Testing. When I asked to see what other intelligent beings look like, they paraded images of beings in front of me, and they started off as humans. And then they got a little stranger looking, and a little stranger looking, and then they became unrecognizable as human beings and looked very weird. 
And um, I said, okay, I get it. They can be like shaped in very different ways. Fine, whatever, you know, I get it. You know, I mean, in other words, they, um, there's worlds where people have this kind of shape, but there's worlds where people take on um, very different kinds of shapes. But the shape of us in this world is of little importance because, in fact, um, what's important is our spiritual being and who we ultimately truly are, our beings of light. Um, we're beings of love. Light and love. We are, um, in a sense, this tent that we live in now is not who we truly are. And in our immortal bodies, we're glorious. All right. So anyway, um, down to just a few seconds left of the program. I have so, so much to share with you. Odin Hedrick's uh, being trained in his city mansion on dealing with alien beings, a woman and a man. So, so much. And it's absolutely mind-blowing, the stuff. It's just amazing. Our pre-existence, why are we here? Election, why are we elect? All those things. They're very, very, this is huge. It's so huge because when we realize who we are, who are we and why are we on this earth, it changes everything. And our life, as miserable as it may be, becomes unbelievably exciting. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us tonight. It is January the 28th, uh, Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Lord willing. And at this time, I would play the Majesty song, but I don't think I have it. I will try. I just don't think I have it on the console. Majesty. No, I don't. Oh, well, for that. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't have the song handy to play it. But anyway, uh, that will wrap up tonight's show until I can get an iPad configured and we'll get back to normal soon enough, Lord willing. See, it's 7 p.m. Wednesday night to hear the rest of the story. God bless you all. <laughs> 